The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Wednesday. It's 545. This is the morning sickness. My name's John. There's Brady, Brett, Big Dick Toledo. And off we go for our uh, glorious Wednesday morning. And uh, this morning, I'm going to be pretty much talking like this the entire time because I was uh, watching the Banshees of Inishirin last night, and uh, I can't help it. I want to start watching, like... I almost dove into that. Oh, God, it's a great movie. Great people. Great stuff. Quite dark. It's a dark... I, I, I like dark comedies. This one's like, okay. And it's very deep. It's a... Uh, it's got a deep uh, uh, inevitability uh, theme. It's pretty good, though. But you can't help it. You've got these Irish people talking on your TV all night long. you got to wonder about looking for Irish stuff in your house. Don't have any. Is it like train spotting, just nothing but that accent yes. the entire time? Uh, yeah. Okay. I had a, you know, got to have the subtitles on or you're not going to follow oh. it at all. Out. You can't do it. I'm out. It's, no way. It isn't a foreign film, but it's awfully damn close. <sighs> My favorite part is the way they say the F word. Uh, they don't They don't say the F word the way we like they, and it's even written in the subtitles with an E instead of a U. Like feckless? Yeah. I don't know if we're allowed to Irish fake it. I'm not, it's not worth the fine. Not not thinking. I'll tell you right now, it's, it wouldn't be, Johnny. It's not worth the f- fine. But it's, it's pretty good. It's, uh, but, yeah, the Irish things just stuck in my melon. So now I'm just I'm, – every thought I have is in, is in an Irish accent. It drives me nuts. My old boxing trainer, I wanted to call him. <laughs> translate yeah, for I you? Yeah, just have Ray over to just go, hey, is this what it's like? I – that's exactly what it's like over there, Johnny. Hey, you got five bucks. You got five bucks. I'm like, oh, God, he's back. Forgot I had a raise back. Digital blackout. If I saw my old boxing trainer, Ray, who I haven't seen in a long time, thought the world of him. I, I liked Ray a ton. But there wasn't a moment in his life. Like, you could have, like, I don't, I don't know, it's probably been eight years since I've uh, seen Ray. And if Ray came back into my life, oh, Johnny Boy, it's great to see you. How you been there? I'm like, great. You got five bucks. That would be like the first question he's got for me is if yeah, we could borrow five bucks. You got five bucks. He got 10. He turns Irish. Any man with $10 says it's 20 in there. Okay. Well, how much do you need? 1500 Oh, my God. <laughs> you were going to nickel and dime me up to 1500 And if you don't got 1500 take a 1000 He's got the time. 
I got a call from him once in the middle of the night. Johnny, can't be telling nobody about this. Like, what's the matter? Can't say nothing about this. What's wrong? Trapped. Where are you? I owe somebody some money. Where are you? I'm trapped. Like, is this an emergency? Where are you trapped? In a well? It's a place downtown. They got me trapped. They say if I don't give them $1,500, they won't let me loose. Call Liam Neeson. I said, well, yeah. I said <laughs> where are you? Because now I'm kind of worried that he's been kidnapped in some sort of terrible exchange. I don't know. It's right downtown here. It's a bunch of people. But I'm trapped. I'm like, you don't know where you are. No. Like, where do I give you? How do I get this money to you if I'm going to try to loosen you up? You go to the city court. I'm like, you're in jail. You're in something called jail, Ray. <laughs> is that what this is? <laughs> anyway, I need $1,500. It won't cut me loose. Like, that's your bail, you dick. Just say so. You're trapped. You've Got been... him in a trap. He, But that's how he thought. I know. He thought that the police were a gang and he'd been kidnapped by this gang and stuffed into a bunch of other... And they were going to do horrible things to him. But, I, yeah, that's all I thought of last night was Ray. Stuck at the bar at Seamus McCaffrey's. Is oh, was. don't go to Seamus with uh, Ray. Don't go to any Irish <laughs> You'll never leave. With you're trapped. Real, oh, you're trapped. Yeah, that's your jail forever. I'll never forget. Uh, I've told this story before, but it's one of my, one of my uh, introductions to what Irish people are really about. Is that they're not real specific human beings. They're roundabouters. And you learn that the hard way, especially when one's training you to box. So I got... To the point where boxing turned into like, uh, Johnny, you want, to cut, you want to start sparring a little bit? You want to get in there, get in the ring, mix it up? I'm like, yeah, all right, let's do that. I think you're ready. I'm like, okay. So I get a guy who's good for you. Well, I'll put you in there with somebody who's, you know, knows what they're doing and can help you out, but about your speed. I'm like, okay. So I'm in the, you know, training there, 30 minutes from fight time. I don't see anybody else. And this massive black man comes in. And all I'm thinking is, please, God, don't let that be my sparring partner today. It's, it was. So I hop in there at ring, and Ray's like, all right, just going to go around a couple of rounds. Just, you know, defense, dance around, get, get around this guy. He's like a bear, you know, just get around him. Dodge, work the jab a little bit. Just, you know, the basics. It's your first time. I'm like, all right, a couple of rounds. I'm like, okay. So I'm dancing. I look good. Throwing jabs. I'm like, this sport is mine. I, this guy can't keep up. He's in the middle of the ring. I'm moving. I'm getting out of the way. All over the ring. Bouncing here and there. Look good, Johnny boy. Second round ends. I got to take my mouthpiece out. He goes, right, this round I want you to start working some body shots. I'm like, you said a couple rounds. He goes, couple, three, four, five. I'm like, Ray, I've been running around that ring, staying away from that giant black man for six minutes. I got nothing left. Two more rounds. I'm like, oh. By the end of the third round, this guy is just hammering me like a lumberjack hitting a tree. And he says in my ear, why ain't you hitting me back? <laughs> I can't lift my arms. He beat the living crap out of me for uh, those last three rounds. You were really trouble because uh, a couple to an Irishman is five. That's <laughs> You're why like you guys are always in meat and yeah, rocky. That's why you guys are always drunk. I just have a couple beers. That's five. Couple to them is at least five. So next time he says, "You're gonna get in there and do a couple rounds," I'm like, "No, I'll do two or three. I'm new. Two or three. You're gonna hop in there two or three rounds. That's crazy talk." Do couple. I know what your couple is, you son of a bitch. Never trust an Irishman with a couple. Just say one round. Yeah. Well, you get your three. Yeah. I will do half of the first round and then maybe a slight rest in a, in a soda. All right, we'll do half a round. All right, I'm getting three in. That's three. <laughs> yeah, they don't work because it's in the pub. I realized later that's how you argue back to the bartender and it says, you owe me. All I had was a couple. We had more than a couple. I had a couple. The other Irishman I hung out with. Where do you once. think that started? When people got 
pulled over on the side of the road. The Irish. The Irish. They get, they get, they get, their horse and buggy got pulled over. How many hot tonight, Seamus? Oh, they had a couple. <laughs> Two. Yeah, they lie. A couple is like 11. It gets more and more if you let it. And it always starts little and gets huge. My other favorite Irish story is my uh, Irishman I didn't know that I went drinking with. His Irish cousin. And this guy was straight off the boat. We went over to the Rula Bula. And we're all drinking car bombs, which I'd never had before that night. And that is Bushmills and Guinness. And it's... A it's, bomb. You know, it's, it's a car bomb. I'd rather have my car bombed and deal with insurance than do this again. And we're six, seven in. Everybody's plastered. And I'm buying. And uh, the Irish kid goes in the bathroom. I'm sitting with my friend Kevin, who's his cousin. He goes, right, we got to get out of here. I don't know. And the bartender, or the uh, owner comes out and he goes, you. He points to me. Get every bloody out of here. I'm like, why? And he goes... Your friends in there taking a sh- all over my floor. <laughs> like what? And I, he comes out just drunk, and he hears him say it. And he goes, "I didn't know such thing." And he was the only one in there. And I didn't know such thing. I demand a DNA test. And he starts <laughs> yelling about it. Turns out he was just puking Guinness all over the place, oh. and the floor was a good one inch coat, frothing of, brown, of frothy brown Guinness beer and uh, bush milk. And he was fine. Later that night, his cousin started to make out with a girl, and she right. was British, and he was British. His name was Davey. Davey's one of my favorite people on the planet. And Dave uh, he's grabbing her, giving her a squeeze right there. I wasn't in the room at this time, but the story comes back. Uh, you know, It's been confirmed by three others that, uh, that Dave was trying to you know, get a little action. She's like, Davey, stop it. He's like, come on, bird. Starts kissing her some more. Starts squeezing. She goes, David, what are you doing? He's like, I'm you up, aren't I? I'm grabbing you by the goodies. That's my stomach. (laughs) (laughs) He thought her boobs were her stomach. She's beautiful at the time. (laughs) He's kissing her. Can you imagine being a girl and a guy's making out with you and he just keeps grabbing your fat stomach and squeezing it? Thinking it's one of your cans. Looking to try to dial in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's looking, finding the nipple he can't. Must be one of these flat nipple birds. <laughs> well, technically, she saved his ass. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah. Banshees of uh, Inishirin brought me back to my. The fun Irish people that I've been around in my life. There's Ray. There's a guy who threw up all over the place, and Davey. And uh, that's it. <laughs> that's the end of the list. Outside of that, most of them just pain in the ass. Toledo's probably pretty Irish. Ah, our boy Chris Kelly's good. Oh, Chris Kelly, but yeah, he gets—you don't want dude. him getting Irish on you, though. Oh no, 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 no! Chris Kelly goes Irish fast. And, well, it's one of those things. Like he's good, 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 good off the cliff. Yeah, there's no, like, there's no downslope. No, and you can you can turn and go, hey, it's great to have you here, Chris. And he takes that sip and he goes, it's good to be here. You turn and say, hey, Brady, what's going on? Have you met Chris Kelly? And Chris is b- blasted by <laughs> in that in that period of time of me turning away and introducing you. He's gone. Drinks are hitting the ground. He's talking about how hot your mom is. <laughs> it's weird. His pants are off. How did that happen so quick? I was standing next to you. But yeah, Banshees of Inishirin. It's going to be something that wrecks your day. And the fun thing is, if you watch the movie and you make everybody in the house start talking like this, most of you sound retarded. Like nobody can do it. You sit and try to say, okay, I'm not going to do nothing while this movie's on. You've got to talk in the Irish accent or else. Nothing's going to happen there. And then across the couch... 
I'm going to get myself a drink. Oh, of course, she doesn't understand it. It's terrible. But it was, it's a good movie. It's just, it's an artsy movie. It's not for the Marvel fan. So I'll say if you are one of those people that wanders around and says Infinity Wars is one of your favorite films, don't bother with it. I don't want to hear from you. The movie you liked is stupid. Zero explosions. And, like, no costumes. So, like, Mo and Larry should not watch this movie. Larry might like it. Mo, absolutely, yeah. No, she's out. Your friends with terrible movie taste, like Mo, don't, don't put them through it. Yeah, the ones that, that when you ask them and they say, "What's your favorite movie?" and it's not, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy two. It's the sequel. You're like, okay, don't tell them about the real ones because then you're just going to hear the movie was done and they hear somebody talking and then they just reveal themselves as someone you shouldn't even talk to that much. And I like Mo too much for that. Uh, have you been following this? Uh, for some reason, this is following me. It's one of those moments on your phone where I took interest in this immediately. And uh, now I get all the updates on it. There's a missing lady in Massachusetts named Anna Walsh, or Walshy. Uh, she went missing on New Year's Day. She's still missing. And uh, I used the comedian Patrice O'Neill used to have a thing that as, uh, as a husband, if your wife goes missing, you cannot act sad because <laughs> the more it, sad, the more sad, sad you really are, sad. you did it. Yeah. Because no man is that sad when his wife is missing for a week. Like, if she's gone for a week and you know where she is, it's the happiest week you've had in a long time. And if she's just missing or just disappeared for a week, he even, because Patrice O'Neill even said it'd be like two days before I even noticed the dishes start piling up. And if you're immediately going on the news, you go in the news and start crying too hard because no man is that sad. They're just trying to figure it out. This dude went on two days later sobbing. And I said, I wonder if the Patrice O'Neill thing's going to kick in. They arrested him yesterday. And it, 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 same exact thing. about $450 yeah. worth of cleaning supplies. You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> right. And they always have a receipt they find that he went to the dollar store, a place he's never been, picked up some bleach and a couple of mops and a little rope. And like he didn't buy that before. But yeah, so I watched him. He gave it. It wasn't too sobby, but it was too sad. Like it had no hope. You know what I mean? Like, if uh, somebody in your life goes missing for a day or two, like two days, and you're like, she's gone. I don't know what's going on. Like, you're almost angrier than you are sad as if you didn't do it. If you already know she's dead because you did it, then you got to, then you're three steps ahead of everybody else. So you're crying because you've lost her. But if you're like, hey, my wife's missing, guys who really have missing wives go on TV and go, we got to find her. This is insanity. I don't know who's doing this. And then you start giving tips and things that she was doing. Guys who killed him get sad, like, immediately. And this dude was sad immediately. And I've been waiting. But it took 17 days. So they got him. Uh, it's, they've been investigating for two weeks. Um, and they really didn't catch him doing much. They just, they just kind of went off the idea. Of like, you're not really helping this operation. Here. Well, they're, yeah, they're going to look into the investigation. Yeah. Just wait for something to... It's the Scott Peterson thing. There's a load of them. You're like, your wife's missing, and you've already kind of buried her. Like, you're mentally mourning the loss of her. Or they'll say something stupid like, she was. She was a great mother. And that's a dead giveaway. Like, the second you pass tensor, you know she's dead. So that's kind of what this guy was doing. He like little subtle things like always going through the, the sad husband routine where he's saying things like, I just don't know what I'm going to do without her. It's like, uh, we, we, she might be hiding. She might have run away. And, he, and doesn't it come down to where the people think, you know, if they can't find a body, I can get I get away with it. Kind of. 
It makes it harder. Yeah. But th- th- those dudes never play their cards right. That's why everybody loves these murder mystery podcasts and Dateline and stuff like that. I don't think it's so much that we're interested in it as we all have the thought in the back of our head, if someone tried to kill me, would I see it coming? And if I tried to kill someone, would I be able – like Brett knows. Would I be Whoa. able to get away with this? I mean what, what, are, what are this guy's missteps? That's really why we watch Dateline is what did he do wrong? And how many times as you're watching Dateline, you're like, there you go. The idiot past tensed his wife in the conference. He told everybody he already knows she's dead. That's it. It's over. And then Keith Morrison comes. And later, the police revealed that they knew the second he passed tensed her, he knew where the body was. Or did he? We were in the hot tub. She got up. And I never saw her again. She was such a good mother. People are going to miss her so much. I'm like, wait a minute. You just, you're... You basically just now told us she's missing, and now you're saying that she's dead? Well, I don't know. He's, he did it. Just, and then you got to go through the two weeks of going through the dude's credit cards. Find out where the mistress is. She didn't do it usually. It's usually some insurance scam or some lady who talked him into it. And his purchases at Ace Hardware and all oh, that yeah, kind those of are stuff. The, those are the, like, a, a non-handy guy who all of a sudden has a skill saw and a couple of wrenches and... He built a big box and like, what was he? Well, I want to take up woodworking. So last Saturday I took it up. Well, while we were looking, out. yeah, while we were looking for your wife. And another thing, and I've always said this. This is a good one. People who did it uh, never look up when they're looking. You know, I always say that the the hope dies. Everybody always has that press conference for the missing kid where they're in that field. Like it could be anywhere. Just keep your eyes open. Then they join hands, and they have that big line of people walking through high grass just in case they stumble across a body, which is the least hopeful place to look. The the guy who did it looks down. Everyone else looks around. The dude who did it knows he's down there. We're gonna. I hope I don't. I hope I'm not the guy who accidentally stumbles across the body. So this dude did it, and it's gonna be. And it, again, it's a pretty white lady and her husband, and they arrested uh, Brian Walsh. Uh. He's $500,000 bond, so they're pretty sure they got the dude. But uh, again, yeah, $450 in cleaning supplies. He bought a tarp and a Just bucket. Just a couple days. It's, it's yeah. the, it's the it, w- w- has he never seen a Dateline? Uh, he was seen on security cameras buying all this stuff at a home improvement store uh, while wearing a disposable uh, 95 mask for a COVID mask. So that was his, and he did that on the 2nd of January. Then reports are missing. Well, we got you at the Home Depot there, buying all the cleanemups. Amazon, pal. You don't show your face anywhere. Nobody watches Dateline. Nobody That's learns from Keith Morrison. Then, on the second, he was at Home Depot buying all sorts of things that raised some eyebrows. Well, Another, how are you gonna? You know, he's making that purchase just way late well, in the process. I look, mean, it just. Yeah, you got to plan this out. You got to do it. If you, and, I mean, and, and, you know, uh, yeah. allegedly, and that's what I understand. Wrong. If you're going to kill your spouse, you have to plan it out. If it's spontaneous. Okay, it's go time. I got to do it now. If it's spontaneous, you better hope you have all the materials at home because the second you hit Home Depot, and then the better part was, is this is they got him at a, he was stopped off at a juice bar too. So before he reported her missing, he went to the Home Depot, grabbed a bunch of stuff to, you know, clean up. And then he's like, I need a smoothie. And then he popped over to a juice bar and had a juice bar and hung out. And <laughs> little pick-me-up. He's got some work ahead. He Jamba went, juice. Went to a liquor store dumpster. And they got like video everywhere of this idiot wandering around. And then uh, 24 hours later, he's like, that eh, should do it. All right. Let's whip up some tears, talk about my wife, and get out of this mix. Uh, they found the trash bag with blood, a hatchet, a hacksaw, a rug, cleaning supplies, 
Uh, and it was 46 miles from his house where they're like, well, there he is on this video camera. They, they got him driving all over the place. You can't do it. So ladies, ladies are more methodical. I, when I watch Dateline, it's the woman that kills her husband is the one who usually gets away with it. They know how to play because it's, it's not unexpected for them to sob and cry. They're emotional. And I think half of it after I watch, when they cry at home over nothing, it's a setup for when they're going to kill you. Because it's, oh, she used to cry a lot. So the crying is not unexpected. Like They can whip up those tears like nobody's business. Dateline's taught us an awful lot. But this story is going to be another one. I mean, it's just... They have I, a slight advantage, too, with uh, self-defense. Oh, yeah. He attacked me. He was asleep. He attacked me. Uh, <laughs> I, I luckily had an axe right. with me. And that's, that's the better part of being a woman, is that if a dude's a dick to you, you can wait for him to go to sleep and hack him up. And people are on your side. Yep. I've always gone back to John Wayne Bobbitt's wife. She cut the man's penis off. Chucked it out a window. And threw it out a car window. If it weren't for that little chicken cutlet hitting some farmer, or it, it would still be laying out there. And everybody was, yeah, good for you, sister. It. And all I thought was, well, what if the same, because all the dude, the dude was just, you know, just kind of a pig. He was, he was whoring around. But she cut his penis off. And I always thought, well, there's women who do that. If you went and mutilated her genitals, you'd be the biggest monster on the planet for just not being able to handle the divorce or whatever you're going to do next. If he went and just carved a pentagram on top of her junk, there'd be zero People magazine covers and heroic interviews. And like, what a, what a, she deserves she, it. She's a hero to all ladies. She scissored. It wasn't a knife or a clean cut. She used like, like scissors. 20 years later, still. While the dude was asleep. I don't like getting woken up by loud sounds. Wake up with somebody halfway through my wiener like kindergarten scissors on construction paper. I'm like, no, Brett. And she's a hero to the women. They laugh. (laughs) I remember I was at a table of girls once. It was right after this happened, and they were laughing. (laughs) He didn't say that. And I'm like, I had a friend once who cut his wife's boobs off. Because she kissed a guy at a party. Oh, my God. Yeah, he just chopped him off and chucked him in the water. That's horrible. I'm like, it's the same goddamn thing you guys are celebrating here. No, it's not. It's different. No, it's not. You want it to be, but it isn't. If we started hacking your cans off every time you guys did something we didn't like, we wouldn't slap high fives. Even guys would know. This dude's nuts. But, yeah, women like that. I'll cut it off. I've heard women say that to their husbands. You do that, y'all cut yours off. I'm like, no, all right. Watch Dateline if you're going to do it. But it doesn't it feel like every seven or eight years we get a mad white husband kills his pretty the white Peterson wife. Syndrome. The Peterson syndrome. But it's the same exact, like, they don't ever learn from the past. If you go back a hundred years and read about a murder in a town and be like, oh, it, he did the same thing. He just went down to the mercantile and bought some rope and some turpentine and a burlap sack. And the next thing you know, his wife's not around anymore. And I think maybe back then they used to get away with it a lot more often. Because I was just wondering, you know, I was thinking about how many are there out there that it was an accident, still reported as an accident. Uh, well, if it's an accident, I don't know. You, do you know, go like to the point of going to the Home Depot and buying hatchets and cut her up. I mean, <laughs> no, no those, reason to go those buy those a never saw. Seem to work. No, well, of course not. <laughs> if your wife slips and falls, like William Shatner calling nine nine one one, the drowning. Yeah, she's in the bottom of the pool. Like, oh, 
That's terrible. Have you tried to get her? It's the very deep end. Oh. <laughs> All right, we'll send somebody over. That was an accident. He didn't tug her out of the pool and then like, oh, I got to get rid of the parts and then saw her up. Yeah. That's when it's no longer an accident. Even if it was an accident, you cut her up. That's when it ceases to be an accident. The slow poisonings are the s- scary ones, yeah. too. Oh, that, well, they never get away with that either. Because somebody always gets wise to when they're being slow poisoned. And rats or writes a letter to somebody that says, if, I, if anything happens to me, Robert did it. But this dude's another one. And it's the Gone Girl Syndrome. Although that movie wasn't very good. It's the whole, the husband behaved poorly during the press conferences. And then everybody knew. We, we judged him before. This, this guy did it. So if you've, if you've done something horrible to your wife, before you go to Home Depot, go to that Dateline channel. It's 24 hours. And just see what not to do. It's a step-by-step way to get away with murder, and nobody ever follows it. It's ridiculous. You come home, and your wife has been slaughtered, immediately think to yourself, they're going to think I did this. The, the person that probably hated her most is the husband. More than likely. It's usually the way it is. It's almost always the way it is. The person that hates the, the dead woman at home the most, the cops always think, oh, it's the husband. Immediately. So you have to clear your tracks. You're the, you're the initial suspect right away. Always. And there's the poor guy that loses his mind like the guy in, I think it was in California. He, his wife breaks up with him where it's not going well. Anyway, he takes his uh, dump truck, rams it oh, in yeah. his car, into her car, <laughs> and then takes the dump truck to the house. Yeah, and she's not even yeah, there at the time. Dumb. But uh, I'll show you. Yeah, it's uh, that's those uh, moments where the dude snaps. He's lost. Those are understandable. Just d- destroy some property. That makes more sense. You're, that's not murder. There's a chance you can get away with destroying property when you're in OJ mode. You start hacking people up. OJ's still to this day. I don't know how he did it. I guess he cashed out. Just enough lawyers that found angles that confused people in a jury. That's all it. takes. <laughs> that's it. But you start buying rope and smoothies, and then you still haven't even reported her missing yet, and you bought a hacksaw, <laughs> and it's on video, and you're driving up and down 46, 47 miles away, and suddenly there's no more texts to your wife. There's no more, you know, like communicate. They can check all that. The day that you stopped texting, why did you stop texting her? Well, she was missing. You didn't once text, like, where are you? Okay, I did it. I, you guys got me. I said, it's the stupidest thing in the world. Crime drama. That's all. We, we love it. And I can't get enough of this one. And it's a pretty woman and, uh, you know, a fairly Which successful bumps guy. bumps it up front. Bumps it up huge. It's, like, massive. Yeah. And then, of course, they'll go back. Like, this is the one I got yesterday. Missing Anna Walshy romance with Brian. Love at first sight. Then they go back and romanticize the relationship's beginnings. And they demonize the dude like crazy. And that's what they're doing now. Uh, so... So you're saying us as guys get a get a bad shake on this one. When you kill your wife, you, yeah, you get a bad <laughs> shake. Yeah, usually that's that doesn't shake out in your favor. He was uh, in a fraud case a couple years ago too, and uh, she wrote a big long letter to the court about how much she loved him and what a wonderful man he was. It was love at first sight, and so they have all this evidence of her flowery, uh, doting wife kind of stuff, and now he's the miserable prick that. Uh, Hector Ted. He really is a fraud. <laughs> yeah, his art fraud was the the buyout quite a distance. The second worst thing he's done in the decade.
And she tried to bail him out of the art fraud case. She sounded like a wonderful person. Now they got to find Oliver. Hacksaws. What were you thinking? He's got the KN95 as he wanders in. <laughs> I don't know if that's is that what those are called, RN9. I don't know. Yeah. Wanders in there. That'll cover it up. Buy it with my credit card. One hacksaw, one turp bag, uh, some bleach, a mop. I'm going to need a bucket. Good thing that gets blood out like this. This, excuse me, excuse me, sir. Does a uh, does spot shot get blood out? <laughs> With what? What in the world? Anyway, so I like watching that stuff. And this lady is she's gonna she's gonna go down a, a martyr, a hero in the Massachusetts community. But there's going to be a couple of great datelines out of this one. A couple, and NBC is drooling to get their hands on this one. They probably already have Keith Morrison up there just knocking on doors. And then I went to the neighbor's house and asked if they'd heard anything. Now, the only one I feel sorry for is that dude in Staircase. The Staircase documentary. Yeah. Where they were swimming and seemingly having a nice time. And then she walked up to the house and they'd been drinking wine. And then she fell down the stairs. And, they, and then they blamed him anyway. and Because it wasn't on the up and up. The whole falling down the stairs thing didn't look right because her head was just wide open. And... uh Saltillo tile. Well, I don't know. Was, she hit her head on the side of the – it was a sideways staircase. And they were, but the story goes, uh, at the end of the trial, a neighbor comes out and says, there's this owl that's been going around, and he sliced my head up. He reached for the guy's head and cut his head in the exact same pattern her head was cut. So then okay. the lawyer's are like, well, we've already – we can't introduce this right before closing arguments. Too late. Um, and so she had this – triple talon thing across the top of her head and he could have gotten her and she tried to run upstairs and lost consciousness and fell backwards and then tried to crawl a little bit was gone and then he shows up and he starts screaming but it did look fishy whether or not he did he was in jail for 17 plus years he finally got out he wants that owl theory to be real but nobody buys it but the neighborhood slice can't remember his kids still yeah stand by one of them doesn't one of them bailed out. When yeah. There was something he said in the middle. I was like, wait a minute, what? And it kind of revealed himself. But he handled that pretty well. Because he went back down to the pool. He was drinking again. He went upstairs. And her body wasn't in the right spot. A body that falls down a staircase doesn't land where she landed. You know? And there was blood spatter. and stuff. It was weird. It wasn't right. But I don't know. I love that. I love it. Can't wait for the Dateline special. I love that Keith Morrison. And then he was in the hot tub, but that's not his wife. That's his secretary. And there they are on video, <laughs> plotting, scheming. Three days after his wife was missing, he's in a hot tub at a day's in with a whore. Or was he? And then he just always asked, hey, you leave the question like, ah, I got to come back after the commercial. That's when we all knew Doug wasn't long for this world. Katie was going to kill him. <laughs> It'll happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Surprised it hasn't. Two kids' bags were packed when Doug got home. He couldn't figure out why. <laughs> then a weird sound. A hollow pipe being swung through the air is Doug's last sound. <laughs> his eyes crossed, went in the back of his head. Fell right onto the tarp as Katie had planned. Off he went. Katie for Father's Day bought him a hacksaw and plastic. Genius! A tarp. He did it to yeah. himself. Bleach. He chopped himself up. It was a suicide. 
He hit himself in the head with a hollow pipe and then parted his body out and threw himself away in Massachusetts. Or did he? Katie was convinced this story was good. And she'd blow anybody that says it wasn't. <laughs> that's the way. Now, that's the way a lady can get away with it. Any officer that shows up and says, I think you might have done this, is like, do you really? Because I think we can uh, offer a solution to that. And off we go. Bring in a little basic instinct. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Use your sexuality to get away with murder, ladies. That's a smart thing. God, I love those murder mysteries. They're great. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? Yeah, from the Banshees of in. And in a Sheeran, and I kept saying the Banshees of Ed Sheeran because it's just easier to say, and I would li- I'd like to watch that. That's got to be his next album, the Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Uh, let's get a wake up song. Five eight five nine eight hundred. A good one. We'll scream it together. It's ninety eight KUBD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. I still love it. Absolutely still. Yeah, yeah, feeling good on a Wednesday. Still love it. Uh, Thank you, Alliance, for waking us up proper with that theme song uh, you got going on right there. Uh... People are emailing like crazy about like wanting to kill their spouses. I didn't realize this was going to open that door to talking about that story out there. But somebody said, remember, uh, uh, was it Robert Fisher? He got away with it. Think of that, though. Robert Fisher blew his whole family up. I remember the press conference when they found out who had done this, who they were looking for. And they're like, this is the most well-trained black ops uh, survivalist that maybe walks the planet. The training is ridiculous, and that I remember that police chief standing up there in the woods and by pace and going, "We're not going to find him." The the odds of us finding him are slim. And the press was like, "Well, what about the truck? He left it here to throw us off. He's gone." And they had accepted it, like, "We'll look," and he might stumble and screw up, but this dude's gone, and he's still out there. First, like, we know, right? It's like Rambo living in the mines and first was, blood and everything. I think that's who they compared him to. I think they said he's, he can live on this, like out here in the woods for months. We're not finding him. Like, oh my God. That's crazy. And who knows where that guy is? I forgot about that dude. Yeah, that dude is. It's, there's some crazy out there. There's a whole bunch of it. And then uh, somebody said the thing about uh, women. Like, there's a, somebody from a court, uh, 
I don't know, he's like a stenographer or whatever. So there's a percentage of when a woman does this, it's like 20 times more likely that she's going to get lesser, uh, a lesser sentence or nothing at all if she hacks her husband up because she can always claim self-defense, the Jody Arias thing, which yeah. was the first thing she went to, although she went a little overboard. Uh, but she And she drove to defend herself, which is the opposite of self-defense, to go show up and kill somebody. To, um, but she had the abused girl thing, and people started to resonate with that. And so there's like a 22. So that's what you lean on if you're a lady. That brings me to the Dana White thing. Now, there's a women's group. If you don't know Dana White and his wife got into a little slap fest down there in Cabo. Little drinking. Looks like a little party was going on. He's got her by the arms. If you've seen the video, he's got her by the arms. She kind of breaks free and then gives him a smack. And he has none of it. And he smacks her right back. And it's wrong. Well, there's nothing about it that's right on either end. Like, she shouldn't hit him. If, if we're playing in the rules of nobody should ever hit nobody anybody, anybody, nobody should hit people. Yeah. That's your adults, for crying out loud. You don't, unless your life is being threatened, you shouldn't really lay hands on anyone ever uh, for any reason. So she hits him, he hits her back, and then it looks like he's trying to go after her a little bit. Uh, and, and there's a women's uh, group there for domestic violence and stuff that are trying to get him to get fired from uh, being the uh, president of the WWE U- or whatever he is, UFC. Yeah. 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 Whoops. And uh, so, whoops, that's my wrong thing. So uh, they're going nuts about it. And their defense is how small the woman is compared to him, how weak she is compared to him, and how she stood no chance if he were to lay hands on her. And never once does anybody logically say, shouldn't hit the monster. Doesn't make it right that he hit you, but I know for a fact right now that if Calais Campbell came in the room and I hit him, I'm at the same disadvantage she's at with Dana White, and I'm going to get my ass kicked. Throw in drinking. And there you go. Oh, Throw in a little alcohol. So I, I, I go ahead, because I remember when Calais Campbell used to come in the building, and I walked around the corner once, and he came around at the same time I had my head down, and I looked up, and I'm not kidding. I was face to belly button with this man. I've, I don't understand how his body operated. At such great height. And the he longest was, upper body I've ever seen. Six nine, And his middle, my face was in his stomach. I'm six feet tall. There was only a nine-inch difference. And I still don't understand how nine inches worked from like his mid-chest to the top of his head. But that's all there was. <laughs> this. Like a foot. And I looked up at him because we kind of bumped into each other. Like, Excuse me. And I'm like, oh, you. I said, that's it. Parking lot. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> and he goes, oh, funny. That's funny, man. And then he walked down the hall. And I'm like, that is a horrifyingly large human being. Like, width, girth, like everything about him. I know, no matter how mad or drunk I am, swinging at him's the worst idea ever. Not to say Dana White wasn't wrong, 100%. But and the how argument. How many times has it happened like that? Yeah. Small guy, oh, drunk. The ar- oh, absolutely. But the argument cannot be she's too weak to. She should. Then, I'm sorry. Don't hit him. Do not, don't pick that fight. And I'm not saying he's right, but if he decides to swing, your defense can't be, well, he shouldn't have. He did. You're putting yourself in that pickle. <laughs> Little people hitting big people, women or men otherwise, don't know what, they're gonna, don't know what the big person's going to do. And just because society dictates men shouldn't hit women doesn't mean one won't. And that's what happened here. So I, I, I it honestly, doesn't matter either way because I mean, like he slapped back, yeah. right? Could have destroyed her. Well, right. 
And I think because it's on video, uh, eventually this, I don't know how good the UFC is at handling these things because so far they've pretty much gotten every guy who's done something terrible out of hot water. Conor McGregor multiple times. There's been other guys who've done terribly stupid things and they're still in there. So I don't know if Dana White, I think for image sake, he should probably step away. It just looks awful. And he even said it. He goes, this is something you never recover from. He goes, I'll always be the guy known for taking a swing at a lady. And that is 100% off limits, can't do it. There's never an excuse for it. But, you know, logically on the flip side, the excuse can't be I can take advantage of the fact this man will never hit me by hitting him too. Like she needs to have, there needs to be repercussions for his wife as well. As far as like, you know, is she going to, I don't even know if she has a job, but is she going to lose her position as, is you know, is that. Would she, you know, if he didn't, you know, if he didn't respond back. Right. And she takes a swing at him. Yeah. They get the hall pass. It seems that way. Like I've never heard of. Right. And they, and, but that's because the women's group that goes on TV. Especially with a married couple. And says they're, she's too small to have done any damage. And he just, and basically what they're saying is he just needs to take those shots. And I'm not saying he should retaliate. No, but, but there's no repercussions for her. He needs to. Yeah. That's just he's so big. He should take a few shots from her when she's pissed off. She's got no recourse. Well, that just to me says that that woman is mentally not very smart. Because when your first reaction is is physical violence, you're probably dumb. More, that's majority, on both sides, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But the majority yeah. of the time, the person who takes a swing at someone else is. Uh, has been outwitted to a point of frustration where they're now they don't know what to do or say, and they and they know the person they're with is, is has outsmarted them. They're not. I personally think if you take a swing at somebody, you're kind of dumb because you've lost the battle of wits. A, a smart well, you've person completely lost it. A smart person avoids the fight. A dumb person swings, and that's why you got to be careful because dumb people swing. So you don't want to do that, but yeah. So I, I, you know, I'm watching this lady on TV going. Dana White needs to have his uh, title taken away from him in the UFC, and I'm not against it. But you're, the reasoning doesn't make sense. He's just too big. So no assault charges, right? On the other side no. of it. But yeah, but let that lesson be learned, guys. Because if a woman does smack you, you have got to turn around and walk away. There's never a good time, ever. It immediately negates anything she's done. If she hits you, the Italian way used to be, yeah, it's over. Uh-uh. Those days are longer. There's too many cameras. and Now with ring cameras and yeah, everything else. Yeah, everybody's got their, especially if you're Dana White in Cabo. Somebody's taking video of you in public every step you take. You get into a fight with your wife in public. but the, the, and, I'm, and I'm with him. I think he should step down. I think he should lose a little credibility, and he has, and he's admitted that that's the thing. But uh, the excuse can't be she's too small. She's allowed to do that. That's a terrible – because also they're saying women are weak and useless. Men are too strong for us. There's no – we have to be able to hit. Yeah, and the he, quality if, thing. Unless is. he hit her first, she shouldn't be swinging either. <laughs> the Dana White thing's getting a little little hairy. And I'm kind of on the lady's side, you know. I just don't like their reasoning. I don't like the way they got to this level. It's like, all right, yeah, he hit her. That's enough. He shouldn't have hit her, and he's going to lose his position for it. That adds up to me. Not, not not making her helpless and oh she's just she's just a helpless and he's so big well you hit a big thing and when you hit the bumble it might bounce on you you and you know you you instigated the issue by hitting the giant 
Don't hit giants. That's another. Men should never hit women. Women should never hit giants. Not because the man has a right to hit you back, but you never know if he's going to. And it's dumb. The swinging to begin with, whether it's two men, oh, whatever, it's you know, but, you know, the thing, the biggest thing that bothers me is that if she swung at him and he didn't retaliate, the whole yeah. thing. It goes away. It goes away. Yeah, Dana, Dana, you know what it is? Dana White is a dick and his wife put him in his place. And so that's saying, yeah, women can swing. Absolutely. Go ahead, swing that's all you want. They're saying they're too weak. It's the only defense they've got against a man. She couldn't verbally d- discuss the situation. She couldn't logically reason with him she couldn't walk away those were never options on the table according but she had to hit him and again man should never hit a woman woman should never hit a giant i wouldn't hit dana white if dana white was barking at me about something i would never slap dana white it's a large dude Assess and who knows, the maybe situation. that was her assessment of the situation. Like, I'm going to... He won't hit I'm going to hit the right. thing, and if he swings, he's done. And you're drunk for crying out I'm so out mad at him. Yeah. I, want to, I want him done. Yeah. Yeah. And she could have antagon- like uh, instigated yep. the whole thing and tried to set it up. Yeah, you never know. It's a weird one. It's a, and it's not easy to watch. Because when she hits... And again, as a guy, you're watching, she hits Dana White. At that moment, he should have just put his hands up, grit his teeth, and walked away. And if he wants to press charges, he'd look like a sissy, but he could do it. Uh, but the second he swung back, you're like, nope, this is all on you now. You're done. But I got to say, the UFC's uh, spin team is phenomenal because you don't hear much about this. Well, you know, when, they, when it first came out, he said, you know, he and his wife, you know, talked over it, big, you know, regrets and everything. First and foremost, our kids are the most important things, and we don't, you know, this is the last thing. We want to spin them through. Well, and we want to talk with them and make sure that if Roger Goodell, this is not going to happen again. I mean, we were drunk; it got out of hand. If Michael Bidwell hit his wife, he loses the Cardinals. He gets it's uh, immediate. He loses the Cardinals. Here's your uh, six billion. It doesn't matter. It's immediate, and that's the, after a certain point. As I've, I've learned through the John Gruden yes. thing, it's not about money; it's about what they represent. John Gruden could step away and go away forever, and he just refuses to because he's like, I have. Money doesn't matter to me anymore. I can pile it up and burn it, and I still got enough. And so it's not about like the we all say, oh, we get six billion for screwing up. I'd do that in a heartbeat because we don't have it. He's already got it. Uh, this guy says, like my wife says, if you want to act like a man, you're going to be treated like a man. If you act like a woman, you'll be treated like a woman. Slap a man like a man, you're going to get hit like a man. <laughs> See now, this is this is I disagree with you, Kevin, but. This is what people need to think about before they swing. Yeah. There's a guy out there that goes, I don't have – if you're going to hit me, I'm going to hit you back. And there's that, that mentality. And I think there's a, there's a dangerous road that the women's group's going down saying, no, a woman has a right to do this and you don't have a right to retaliate. And that's correct. But they're basically giving a pass to ladies to swing all they want. This, this group of uh, – I forget what they were, some coalition for uh, females. And they had this, the lady in the forefront saying she had no chance. Once he, t- I'm like, she, she hit the monster. And you're saying basically it's okay. She didn't say it was okay to do it, but she said it could, it, she couldn't hurt him. So it's no big deal. She goes, yeah, she should have never done point. that, but she's so small. And I was like, no, you, you poked the bear. You know, bears aren't supposed to hit women either. But if a woman went up and smacked a bear in the face and the bear attacked her, you'd be like, wow, that's what a bear would do. It's the same thing with a drunk giant. Don't hit drunk giants. What did Chris Rock say? I'd never hit a woman, but I shake the S out of one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I've learned that all up that tactical black thing. The, the best thing you can do for your own future is to wander away from horrible spots. If a chick's hitting you, my friend Marty said it to me once when a lady was in a parking lot and she's coming at me about something. And Marty looked at me and then she fell down and acted like she was hurt. And Marty said, walk away. And I said, what? And he goes, you've got too much to lose. And I didn't see it. I didn't see the setup. I didn't see what was going on. But she had made this big stink. It was at that horrible o- – It was a, I won't say it was O'Kelly's fault, but O'Kelly's bar in Mesa. I liked O'Kelly's, but the people outside of it were awful. And she starts screaming at me to make people look over like I'd done something to her and then acted like I – and then she's on the ground screaming and yelling that her legs broke. And Marty said, walk away. He goes, wow. walk away. And, I'm like, and I was going to help her. And I'm like, I was standing over the situation. He goes, walk away. You need to go. And I, I don't even know if Marty remembers that, but that was like one of the most eye-opening situations I've ever been in, where I, I've tried, somebody tried to grift me. It was weird. But yeah, walking away from things is the most important thing you can do. It's the best gift you can give yourself, is to learn how to take one deep breath and leave a situation before it escalates. Boy, is that the fact. Ever. And halftime, what we learn up there at the Tactical Black 2 is uh, they start to... They've, I don't know how many times we've done this. Uh, they do that seminar where they do um, you're a witness to something in a parking lot. And so they'll set it up, and you don't know what's going to happen, where one of the trainers uh, is out in, in the parking lot, and you, you leave. And we've just talked about, like, making sure to not get involved in these things. And the trainers are so well-trained that they can actually punch and hit each other and make it a real fight. And so Tony will grab one of the girl trainers and start stuffing her in a car, and she starts fighting back, and he just wallops her a couple of times. And then everybody's supposed to, like, get their phone out, do whatever, call 911. That's the thing. Almost all of them go, hey, 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 what are you doing? The second the adrenaline goes and you see a man hit a woman, they got involved, and Tony would turn on them every time and pull a gun. What, are you going to save the day? And nine times out of ten, the woman doesn't press charges. And you might have just gotten shot for somebody who's going to protect this guy. It's it's walking away is like the best defense in the world. Yeah, it's hard not to yell sometimes. Being a witness, because you're like, well, you're yelling to let you know that yeah. other people are seeing this. Being a witness is one thing, but getting involved and walking towards it is the stupidest yeah. thing in the world. And it's funny because we'll go through an hour of training, and everybody's like, "Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Here's what you do." Then they see it happening, even in a simulation, and they walk right to it. Get your hands off of her, man! What are you doing? And it's the first thing you do is bow up as a dude. And at, like nine out of the 12 people got shot. Three of them, you know, filmed it, backed up, went back inside the place they just came out of, filmed it, called 911. It was the right thing to do. It's awful to watch. But you never know who's got what, and it may not be worth it. And then they just run down, you know, the cops that are at the thing run down all the incidents of every time someone got involved in a domestic violence thing. That time your buddy Billy tried to that yeah, girl and that guy in Vegas and I and he wandered over to save that girl's life and there were a couple of meth heads and I just saw the gun sticking out of the back of that guy's shorts or outlined in his t-shirt and I just grabbed Billy I'm like he's got a gun this let him fight this isn't our deal we got security there's people for you this is out of your pay grade brother you are you have no idea what that guy's capable of right now and you don't know how high he is which well, could end the fight will never end and I think Brady said it but for so long, we've been taught to come to the defense of somebody who's seemingly defenseless. Sure, a defenseless person, yeah. but yeah. 
but, but you're how, right. How things, good are you? Things, oh, yeah, exactly. Awful. Yeah. So it's just crazy. It's nuts. Yeah, it's a nutty thing. So stop hitting each other. That's basically the message for today. Don't hit each other. Good message. If you feel like hitting somebody, don't. It's as simple as that. You feel like hitting your husband, don't do it. You're losing control. It's a, it's a sign of dimness. You're a bit of a dullard if your first reaction is to take a swing. Uh, and then, you know, do like you do on Dateline. Plan out their demise without going to Home Depot with ropes and buckets. You start, you get start your coming, supplies today. Get your supplies before. Survival. Jesus Christ. Methodically handle this. Not immediate. It's never good immediate. It always backfires. Stupid. Uh, and I don't know if you've seen this. Speaking of uh, methodical, I, I was uh, driving up the 51 yesterday and saw the goofy, weird helicopter that everybody's talking about in the West Valley. It was a little bit west of the 51. I don't know what it was doing over by my place, but uh, it was like uh, Camelback in the in the 51, and it's floating around, and it's been doing these weird patterns all over the place. Um, I watched the news last night. It's up this morning. It'll be up again all day. Uh, it does these um, – it. Searches the radiation, the radiation helicopter, yeah, which is the coolest thing in the yeah. world. It flies real low and does like these weird moves, and it's it's monitoring baseline radiation for the city. So if the Super Bowl has a nuclear attack that's a slow burn, they'll know what the day to day radiation in in the Phoenix well, is. Last Boy Scout was real. Is that a thing they did in that? Didn't they blow something up in that? I remember. One. I just remember they blew uh, something up in that one. Cole uh, shooting himself on the that's right, field. On the, on the yeah. field. Billy Cole. Or maybe I'm thinking Batman with your Pittsburgh uh, Marauders or whatever. Oh, it that was. could be Bane. Bane. Yeah. <laughs> <When> the, yeah. <laughs> when the uh, yeah. yeah I, it's the strangest thing in the world to see because this helicopter is huge. And it's got these big tanks on the side. And then you re- and it's like yeah we're just getting a baseline like humans radiate and there's like things that have radiation so we'll just know the basics of radiation. It's like a flying Geiger counter. Yeah, and if the thing pops up a little bit, if we get a little extra silkwoody uh, during the Super Bowl, we'll know and they can pinpoint it. So the dude's warning was if you're trying to make a dirty bomb right now, we know. <laughs> <laughs> but I started thinking this is for show. Yeah. No, they don't. And this is the the cynic in me saying, oh, I see, it's the false front. If you're thinking about a dirty bomb, we got stuff covered in that. So they fly this weird helicopter around to make everybody go, oh, yeah, it's the radiation thing. We need another plan. I don't know about that. Doesn't seem like a thing. And why wouldn't we do that for everything rather than – why don't we always have that helicopter floating around looking for dirty Uh, bombs? Acceptable loss, Yeah, why is it just the Super Bowl when people's lives matter? Because it would be on TV, that's why. The NFL's billions aren't behind it. Right. But I mean, I want that. Hel- I want that helicopter flying around at least my neighborhood. Can we poke it up at Tonka Vista and the Biltmore a little bit and just have that thing floating around? Find a dirty bomb in that area. Give me a ten mile radius with that helicopter just around my house. I think that thing should be up every day. I didn't know we had that technology to know when some nutbag is making dirty bombs. I'm not sure the Russians, Ukrainians are uh, renting in your in your neck of the woods. Why are they the guilty party? It could be some crazy white guy, some incel that works over at LGE. You don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's why this story, uh, a study found the best place to hide if a nuke hits, came out today. <laughs> I don't need these stories, wow. Brady. This, or, what don't we know? There's too much chatter about, yeah, we're floating the old uh, radiation helicopter around. and We don't care about your lives at all unless the Super Bowl's coming. Can we at least get it for the Fiesta Bowl? Can we do a little just once, just a once-over <laughs> for like a Suns game? 
Make you feel just, a little better? Yeah. It's just the semifinals this year. I think next year when we have the championship game, yeah. then they'll bring it back. All right, but the Suns have 20,000. Well, probably not anymore. Like The Suns have 15,000 people a night. Like That's a pretty good get for a dirty bomb guy or a nuke maker, right? You got six times that in the stadium. That's my and point, though. Is it a numbers game or yeah. is it a. Oh, yes, yeah. All right. Absolutely. I suppose. I thought, I thought it was just a statement. No. <laughs> Super Bowl is a, a bigger statement. There's it's no a question. Cost per person. It is definitely a targeted event. Yeah, like it's all eyes on. Suns ratings aren't high enough to dirty bomb us. What you're saying? Got it? Because it well, would have to be televised. But if you're talking about nuke, you yeah. know, you're talking about a one mile radius. Well, the little you one. want to be outside yeah. of that. A cruddy one. The first time I, I, I want to be further it. than that. By the way, yeah, <laughs> I want to be about. Yeah, um, that's, that's what this study is saying. Thousand miles away. Yeah, the first time I'd thought about it was when we went to uh, Detroit in 2006 oh. for the Super Bowl, and we were watching the news. I don't know if you were watching, but we were watching the news that night, and they were talking about sure the stadium holds 71,000 people or whatever, yeah. but in Windsor and in Detroit that weekend, they oh. were expecting 750,000 yeah. people just to come to the area, wander around. Yeah, well, we're getting the same thing here, too, oh, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, yeah. more. But that's when our lives matter. when the, they put up all the safety helicopters yeah. just in case the tourists get it. What well, if, they're doing residents? It, if they're doing it in Detroit, they got to do it here because who cares about Detroit? I mean, <laughs> right. That place, it looks like it's it by the ground. Yeah. When we were there, I think my first reaction was, wow, what, what year did the nukes land? I didn't realize this place had <laughs> like been a blur. And they, and they dressed it up. Oh, it looked and nice. They, oh. it, was, it was slushy, but they dressed it up. It's a dump. <laughs> and then I went to Toledo, and I'm like, oh, they scooted all the burned-out parts of Detroit <laughs> down here. It's the worst city since Detroit. Toledo still stands as the worst city I've ever been in. And that was uh, and that was full company Oof. city at that time. They were The Jeep factory was humming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything was It's humming. worse now. Imagine that. Yeah. Financially, Toledo's in worse shape than it was when we were there. 2006. And, uh, I was horrified when I was there. I'm like, this is, this is, I felt like I was in a third world misery hut. And then we drove <laughs> over to Jamie Farr's golf course because that's where your friend lived. Yep. And I'm like, this part's all right, I suppose, but look, there's Toledo. <laughs> it was, it is the worst. Watched the mayor of Kingston yesterday, first episode of season two. Is it in Toledo? It's in uh, Detroit. Oh, yeah. No. I'd rather live in Detroit than Toledo. By a, by a long Farmington shot. Hills? Really? Sure. Oh, I'd rather live in the heart of, you know, Come on, eight mommy, mile. mommy is nice. I, I, Tucson I, I, or Toledo? Eight mile, Detroit over both. Eight mile? <laughs> hey, I'd live in eight mile. I'd live in uh, Eminem's trailer with Kim Bassinger's The Crazy Drunk Mom before I'd live in Toledo for a day. Well, that uh, rehab gal has done a hell of a job up there in Detroit. Oh, Maybe she's good. Yeah, she's got issues with Nicole, family. whatever. Yeah, she's, there's a whole trying to fix men thing with that there's a subtext to that whole show oh and she's got a son too so yeah sad. there's like so she's, there's she can't find on. she's trying to find an older man that she can make right and houses represent that oh it's there's so much <laughs> more going on in that show but yeah tucson or toledo yeah. i i we've had this discussion toledo is worse than tucson by it's that's like saying beirut or miami <laughs> tucson is a beautiful place compared to wow toledo. Add winter to Tucson. Ugh. Yeah. Horrible gray. Uh, and, and make Tucson somehow dirtier and worse. <laughs> Toledo was just awful. But yeah, I mean, that's what they're trying that's what they're trying to do here is turn us into a Toledo. Look like a nuclear war zone. Made me realize you don't notice it when you're there, but happened to be had to have been the grayest day yeah. in years it was never when you seen, were there. Never. I mean like and I lived in Seattle for 11 yeah. years. This is the grayest I've seen it and because the city's a concrete jungle yeah. it was all gray. I felt like I was in Pleasantville before everybody found sex. <laughs> like the whole place was in black and white. 
Toledo is not – it's not fair to say Tucson or Toledo. It's more fair to go like Toledo or um, anywhere in Afghanistan. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, now we've got a fair fight. Now it's kind of a flip of the coin. Chernobyl or Toledo. Like, oh, geez, that's a tough one. At least there's some beautiful spots in Chernobyl. War, war-torn Kiev or Toledo. Jeez, um, wow. that war seems to be winding down. <laughs> yeah, Toledo's awful. But now we're trying this. Uh, they'll never have a Super Bowl in Toledo, so the good news is. But uh, these radiation helicopters, uh, can't we uh, get Katie Hobbs to put that in the budget to float that thing around, you know, 100 days a year? Let's just always have a baseline of radiation. Let's just always know. And then go up and go, oh, we got a hot spot. That would be nice. I like that we have the technology. Where does that rest all year? Well, you know the budget's going to be inflated on that. Well, I'm saying, like, does just the Super Bowl pay for this helicopter? Because when, when else oh, are we breaking that thing out? Yeah. When else does this thing has fly to, around? It has to be a Homeland Security thing, doesn't it? I've never seen it. Would it fly around wherever the, uh, just before the president goes somewhere? Maybe. Sometimes? Never seen it when, even when he's in town. Yeah. But it's floating around the, the yeah, West no, Valley. No, it wouldn't be when he's in town. It'd be like, like days beforehand. Yeah, yeah you got to you got to suck up a baseline of how much we're actually radiating, and then Ahmed and Kyle are over there in some Avondale garage trying to build something, and they start leaking out a little extra, and the helicopter catches them. Can't we put this technology on like all the street lights? Just baseline radiation measurements. That seems reasonable. Conspiracy theorists are out. Congratulations, John. You're just on the list now, boys. You're on the radar. Expect an investigation coming. Keep for, talking. For saying, for saying that that stupid helicopter is just, it's like news weather channel three, five super chopper. And it's just got a couple tanks on wrapped? the side. Nicely wrapped. No, but it is big. And it's got big tanks on the side. It, it looks like like Airwolf or something. I a mean, little bit. You know what it looks like? Remember uh, the Batman movies with Adam West when he flew around on that thing? It had tanks on the on the on the skiffs or whatever those yeah. things are called, and it's got. It looked like it because was, it could land in the water. Well, no, it's got these tanks are absorbing air. But that's when I was you looking. Riptide the show. <laughs> Riptide had the yeah, the ones that go in <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. No, this was. It's got big tank, not like pontoons, but tanks up on the step downs. That are measuring air and all this, and I started looking at it, going, "That's all for show. That's just it's just wires. That's news a, chopper three in, a, in PVC. Yeah, that's or news chopper like three and a bunch float. of yeah, a bunch of fake pipes and <laughs> pool noodles. That I'd believe. And they're trying to tell us it's all right. Don't worry about it. We're just looking for news. <laughs> just shoot it from a distance yeah. so they can't get. Well, the don't detail. shoot the helicopter, oh, no, Richard. Film it. Oh, I Sorry. see. Jesus, man. <laughs> now you're on the list, Toledo. <laughs> Way to go. Film it. I man. see. I see. Be careful. God. We're on a razor's edge here with words. But, yeah, I, I looked at it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I'm like, wait a minute. They, yeah, that helicopter. That's a, <laughs> yes. The helicopter from the Batman movie is kind of like what it's like. It's overdressed, and you're kind of like, eh, I don't necessarily believe this is a real thing. Or they'd float it around more often. And maybe I am on a list now. Like, Holmberg pulled the covers back on our phony helicopter radiation God scam. damn it. We've got to start over. Because I'm thinking I'd have seen this before. This seems like a reasonable thing to sweep the city with now and again. Only for the Super Bowl? Kind of picking and choosing who's important. Anyway, it's flying around in the West Valley. If you're interested, you can take a look at it. It is kind of neat looking. And I don't know what it was doing. It was. It made a big, long loop, evidently, uh, around the freeway. So that, that's the only thing I could think. It's like maybe it's doing the 51 and the 101, and it's kind of getting on freeways to see if anybody's close to torching a main road. I don't know. You might have something because... 
Maybe my bar was too high because there it is, uh, scouring yeah. Boston for the parade for the marathon. Oh route. yeah, well, well, Boston's could, had some trouble. Well, I mean, with that, it wasn't marathon. like they used nukes. You're not going to get. There's no radiation. I know. There's but no they didn't. There's there's no pressure cooker. Uh, right, pressure cooker and nails. They're not they're not going to pick up anything. Coming there's the from trail that. it went. Been around a couple of extra well, time over some some cities. Is that here? No, oh, that's the a, Earth. This is the one in Boston, yeah. Oh, okay. So that's, yeah, it's floating all over the place. What's doing it? Just trying to find a, if there's a map of the one here. Uh, it says the helicopter also repels bears and will be used for this year's WNBA All-Star Game held down. Nice. Oh, that's good. It keeps the, keeps the bear fellas away. <laughs> it is weird. So there's the... That's the pattern? That's the Boston parade route. And it oh, the marathon, yeah. The radiological aerial survey from 2009 of... I guess it's there's crazy. a couple of red spots in there. Well, because there's a, if there's a, a big mass of people, we radiate. We, yeah, I guess we, we show we, up red. We emit enough radiation to wow. kind of show. I guess they didn't the need bottom, it for the rock and roll marathon. No, no, so, it was raining. The bottom looks like a blue crank. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. They see that, and it's shooting. Hey, oh, yeah. oh my god! Look at that! Come on! <laughs> this is a joke. I'm. On, you're right. Brett's uncovered the second part of this. If that's not a Pornhub penis in a money shot puddle. <laughs> That's the pattern he flew, or is that just radiation bubbles? <laughs> no, that's just detecting the levels of radiation, because that's a that's like a harbor inlet right there. Where what the, are where the Beavis is. and Butthead in charge of the radiation <laughs> map? Check it out, Beavis. We made a dick. <laughs> yeah, make it shoot something. <laughs> a little radiation coming at you there. <laughs> Close your eyes. That, that is, you're right, Brett. That's a <laughs> full-on eight-incher. And there's no, like, there's detail, there's veins. Oh, yeah. There's a corona. That's not a poor drawing of a penis in a puddle. That oh, is, look at that. There's a circumcision. When you get closer. Yeah. And it's been cut. Unbelievable. That's a Jew dick shooting all over Boston. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to buy everything. Like, now I just think the simulation is so easy to figure out. It's almost like the Matrix no longer... Uh, impresses me. They're floating that helicopter around and telling us they're Here's looking. Here's the grid from yeah. yesterday. Here's what we did yesterday. Here's where most of the radiation is here. And you'll notice this puddle here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, we take our job very seriously. Any questions? Uh, I, I want to direct you to the map there where the dick is firing over on Foxborough. <laughs> yes, yes, right here in this area here where the... Clearly, it's starting to limp up. It's done. You're going to have to give it five more minutes to get radiation. This is again. what's commonly known as the landing zone. Her <laughs> <laughs> seed reservoir here is like, we call very, that. The, yeah. Very low radiation. Yeah. And we think that uh, if it hits here, that most of the area would uh, swallow all the radiation. Okay, I've got to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> is Will Arnett the guy doing this? <laughs> we know it's going to shoot on us. I mean, <laughs> never mind. It's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, so that uh, phony helicopter. Uh, now I don't even think there's an ounce of reality to that. My, that's a phony helicopter flying around. It's just spying on us. Turn us into frogs. Checking radiation. Drawing cranks on, over Boston. Probably dropping some invisible sort of uh, powder on top of us that makes us dull so we don't wander around too much so they can control us during the Super Bowl festivities. But why aren't they doing it downtown where all the stuff is? Like it's just flying around they the game. They'll get there. Uh, no, they yeah. said it. they gave their pattern yesterday. That was it. That was it. Maybe they will eventually, but I want I want 
to know. Your area town has a lot of terrorist cells. I guess. Like. Well, apparently, a couple of weeks ago, it was up in Vegas oh, doing a it? map up there. All right. So they only have one helicopter or what? Evidently. Hey, that's a good gig if you if you're that. It you know what it's like, it's like the Wienermobile in the air. It strikes <laughs> me all these cities. Yeah, it is not right. It's <laughs> not everything's food. Let's not make your radiation determining. He's talking about a vehicle to travel to around it. Uh, no, he's bringing it in. <laughs> Brett got to make a dick joke. How come I can't make it? <laughs> the only one I know. Yeah. The Wienermobile. I'm a Wienermobile. Then. <laughs> I wish it was. Stop. Somebody says it does fly around during presidential visits because he, he's seen it flying over that new chip plant in a 303 oh, a no couple of days before. Maybe there's I, a, I just don't think I'm, – I'm starting to believe there's no legitimacy. Like it's, it's the same thing as the, the metal detectors at the airport. Yeah, it's got the – it's the Batman helicopter. It's got the fake tanks. And there's, it looks like something from a bad drama of the 80s. Yeah, it's Blue Thunder with like <laughs> yeah. some science on it. It doesn't look like a current helicopter. No. I don't know. I don't buy anything anymore. <laughs> Everything to me seems like fake to make us calm. God damn it. You got me thinking. Every time too, I go to I'm a Suns game. Look, I go to that Suns game. They got so many metal detectors to get in there. And I've had, I, I, I'm going to go in there with rebar in my leg. And that thing ain't going off. I don't even think they're on. I've never once seen it go off. Never once. And there's, and I'm there. There's piles of people going in. There's 30 of them as you walk in. Never once has it gone whoop, whoop. And then somebody goes, oh, geez, I forgot this is in my pocket. Not a pocket knife, nothing. It's just this visual aid to make us feel like there's security. And then you see the people running security, and you're like, they got a shirt. That's it. That was their training. <laughs> Old lady with a wand. Half those wands, the batteries are yeah. need and, to be replaced. And I... Always like like if I see some old woman, I'll go like, "Hey, wand me and make sure and see if my shoulder, and my hips show up." That's a pretty substantial amount of metal I got in my body. Nothing. One time when I went to the Tyson Fury fight in Vegas, it went, "Yeah, got your hip, man." <laughs> like, yeah, I just got a new one. That's cool. And it went over my shoulder. Yeah, it got your shoulder. And I'm like, see, that makes me more comfortable. This thing's actually on. A couple of security people are like, "Did you actually go through this thing? Because look at you. What are you talking about? You're the one yes. that needs to be. Exactly. Give me that wand. Yeah, I think exactly. you've got stuff. You're sitting on a chair. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I, I, everything. Like, there's a whole bunch of things that are for show that make us feel like, oh, there was security when we walked in. Uh, those metal detectors at Suns games aren't on. It would clog the lineup. It wouldn't be. Uh, it wouldn't be feasible to the." finances to slow down the people entering to buy drinks. Bunch of people saying, John, it was downtown for about 20 minutes. There's a lot of pictures of it. Okay, cool. We just, I think we need to know the baseline radiation at all times. <laughs> I think that's something I'm comfortable. Like, And then float it by and go, oh, we got a little spike here in Mesa. John, I live at the apartments right next to the stadium. I've been seeing it. It is so loud. Is and it, it spends a lot of time above us. So it's noisier than your average helicopter then? Probably. Which is another look. <laughs> well, look at me, yeah. I'm so safe. Flying uh, lower. Garbage. It's nothing. It's a nothing burger with two tanks on the side. Those guys are inside just playing cards and eating peanuts. Just flying around for an hour and put it down. We'll tell everybody we did something. Should we report this text maybe? I'm not sure. I feel like the kind of people that would go to a Super Bowl in Glendale would be a good target. Yeah, put that on. <laughs> yeah, fire that over the helicopter, the? guys. <laughs> I think you should just fly around his house for a minute. <laughs> they should wrap the... Um, the rescue basket and just lower it a little bit and just have it spin underneath. Yeah. Put that old lady back in there. <laughs> She's yeah. radiating. Yeah. Start smashing her <laughs> organs up against her rib cage again. 
Anyway, I just don't, I don't know. I, I look at things and I question everything. And that one had me yesterday where I'm like, why isn't this a normal thing? It doesn't seem like it would cost too much to float that around every once in a while. and go, eh, radiation seems pretty light. We're good. I'd like a nice thumb. Town this big should. Yeah, a nice thumbs up one. now and again to go, eh, Paradise Valley's safe. And would they tell us if they had a radiation leak or would that be something they kept quiet and then they wouldn't just go, hey, everybody. They, that'd By be the way. Mass panic, right? Yeah. Could know. you guys leave for the weekend yeah. in uh, Gilbert? Yeah. We need you to evacuate. Well, every sporting event you go to and every pat down and all the security, the Diamondbacks games are the most embarrassing ones where the 90-year-old woman is running security at the end of the deal. And Yeah, the metal detector didn't uh, do anything, but you gave me a bat. <laughs> One of the first 10,000 people got in got bats. I'm like, okay, thanks for the wooden weapon. <laughs> And now I know no one else has anything because your security tells me so. Thanks for the weapon. Uh, this is the security guard, Gladys. She was born in the 20s. At Yachtly Crew on Friday night, you know, captain's hats, torpedoes, anchors, yeah. all going through that metal detector. <laughs> Did they bring anchors? That's a long haul. Man. <laughs> it was a very <laughs> sailor-like theme. Very, very long night for the guy who decided that his, heavy prop, night. his prop was the anchor. This was a good idea about eight minutes ago. Thanks, Skipper. <laughs> yeah. Did you go dressed up to Yachtly Crew? I did not. You didn't? I, I did didn't realize. Even... Oh. oh, it's the crowd is. So there it's... are more captain's hats. And oh, yeah. So it's like a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. I mean, it you is. show up in costume. Yeah. Oh. Brady sent me a clip of, uh, uh, what's the band that sings magic? Oh, oh, oh. Pilot. Magic. Yeah, Pilot. And I don't know how to respond to that, so I didn't. I, was re- <laughs> I looked at it, and I'm like, I don't even know. What I'm supposed to say to that, like kill yourself or cool. I don't know what the proper response is to a cover of Pilot's Magic being sent through modern technology. But people seem to enjoy it. It's a two-hour sing-along for that the is a 55-plus super show. Yep. I don't think a lot of young people. That's not even cougars at that one. No. <laughs> there are a lot of wobbly vaginas in that oh. room. A lot of uh, grandmas who still want to wear the bedazzled pants. It's a load of aged-out Gilbertians. It's the grandparents of Gilbert kids, I think, mostly. Fun. But you're not going there to swing ass or party for real. I Break a hip. You didn't see anything. (laughs) No, but I'm saying if guys wanted to. Yeah. 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 But bring a barf bag. Because what you're pulling out of there is... Horrifying. Another anchor. Oh, it's worth. I'd rather bang the anchor. <laughs> rather an anchor dropped on me than a Yachtly crew. Well, we met a Yachtly crew and I tore this little angel out, you know. It's the bird's nest yeah. all over again. Oh. No, the bird's nest is young people go. There's, there's still hope. This is not the, the bird's nest. The, the Thunderbirds people, sure. Yeah. But the Thunderbirds guys pull the young girls. They're amazing. They're incredible. They put on a show. Yachtly Crew. If you told me you met your wife at Yachtly Crew and I hadn't seen her yet, what I'm picturing is not good. The bar is no. very good. There's some proposing going on Friday night. What? For third marriages. I want you on my sailboat, baby. Yeah. You're not like the other two ladies I married. <laughs> I'm 61. I'm not getting any younger. 
I'm 61 also. I know, and your vagina probably looks like the start of a car wash, but oh, I don't care because I can't get an erection anyway. By the way, my sailboat is a pontoon boat. We'll be out on Saguaro. <laughs> well, it's Yachty Crew brought to you by Viagra or anything like that because nobody, half that room uh, has intermittent pee stops during yeah. the urination and also can't well, get Well, it was at Marquee. Was there any college-age people there? There were, but it's, it's by mistake. <laughs> No, it's just a Brady fun was one of the young thing. guys there. Yeah. Oh, Brady. I felt young. I yeah. felt young. Brady was a Brady was definitely young. And I could barely stand. Yeah. Because you had your th- but I guarantee you the bathroom sounded like this. <laughs> it is constant. <laughs> he can't get a steady stream. Poor guy. It just he comes he just have to stand there and huh. <sighs> comes and goes. My prostate's a little thick today. Yeah, Yachtly Crew is something. Brady you actually takes two extra tickets to Yachtly Crew who's in. Beep. Silence. And, and you two didn't even answer. Nope. I wanted to go, actually. Why? It was my idea a year ago when I said, Yeah, we I know. Do this. That's how you know it was a bad idea. It was Toledo's. <laughs> Yachtly Crew. That would be kind of fun, though. It is stupid fun. Yeah, it's ridiculously dumb fun. Crowd watching would have been the most fun. Oof. John, about security. I work security at Chase Field. Uh, buy me a beer sometime. I'll tell you some stories about what makes it through there. Everything makes it through. Those things aren't on. They'll let anybody in there just I to get them in the door. Yeah, a couple of beers sold. Yeah. You want to go to a dime basket? Come on. Yeah. You could have a guy standing outside strapped up in a bomber's vest. Al-Akbar! Al-Akbar! It's like, all right, I'm here right you go. In. And you get the, 12, Top of the third. Where $16 you been? Ultra over Get there. a souvenir cup. <laughs> Never forget this night. Never forget. <laughs> That's the way it'll end. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats, Bert? Uh, wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. As, as a matter of fact, we were texting with Josh yesterday. Yeah. He's heading up there to do some snowboarding today because the snow is oh ridiculous. It's the time to go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I, from what I was hearing this morning, they're almost like 200% above yeah. oh, what yeah. what their normal is. Yeah, they'll have this a long time. season if it stays cool. Oh, it's going to be open until May. Oh, yeah. If so we get another one, there's supposed to be another storm in the next week. I don't know Saturday, if we'll get Saturday, I think. Yeah. It's going to be great. Action Ride Shop is the place to go to get your boards, get your skis, and get everything you need to hit the snow. So actionrideshop.com or just go visit them over there on Gilbert Road and Southern. And Josh always says, rent here if you oh, got to yeah. rent equipment. Yeah. Don't go up there because right only, now they'll rape you up there. Not yeah. only that, buy your ticket, Whoa. your lift ticket online ahead of time. Yeah, because they're like 125 bucks here. Yeah. And then they're 35 what? next week. Yeah. I'm going to rent up there. They yeah. rate me. Yeah. Well, yeah, you need any port in a storm for you. But I'm normal folk. <laughs> Especially after the Yachtly Crew. Yeah, debacle. Brady's Brady's been a Yachtly Crew. I'm if, prime. If you want Brady and his friends half erect penises, because that's all they've got left. <laughs> I guarantee you, there are, every dude in that place had a little tiny taking the little blue pills, bag of blue pills, <laughs> just in case they met that special redhead. They're passing it out. There was they had a testosterone a meter up oh, there rating. Sure. They were just, testing oh. a helicopter going around, and the testosterone still never went to twelve hundred. And it was a group of it was a group of four hundred dudes. What a transition! In fifty years, you've gone from lids of acid to passing around blue pills. Woo! <laughs> put it under your tongue, bro. You have a rager in a second. And that redhead over there, no, on oxygen, she's looking at you with her good eye. Beer, Nugenics. Nugenics. Is that Frank Thomas and uh, Doug Flutie hanging around here? Oh, wow. You look, we love Yachtly Crew. <laughs> Two beers and a jug of Nugenics. Yeah. I, can't, uh, I can't get an erection either. Welcome to Yachtly Crew. Nugenics on tap right there. <laughs> That's why they call it soft rock. 
right. Uh, uh, on the list, uh, you know, we were talking earlier, uh, Papa Roach is getting away with murder. Uh, Terror making the list. Pantera, Tool, Clutch, Murder Dolls, Rammstein, Slipknot, All That Remains. The Biscuit. The Biscuit. Uh, White Zombie, Deftones. And then just this came in, uh, the Dropkick Murphys. They're talking about Boston. I couldn't stop so. talking about the, yeah. the Irish Clutch. and Boston all morning. Um, hmm. That's just some good stuff up there. Yeah. yeah. Pick one. I don't care. I'll let Brett do it. Uh, Grab hold of one. Man, I don't know. I'm deleting terror. Stuff up there. All right. I took your terror away. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Well, I'm getting rid of the Motley Crue, though. Yes. 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 That's not even a good one. Process of elimination. Hmm. You can do it, Brett. Hmm. Oh, my God. Make a choice. With all this stuff going on, how about welcome to Planet Mother Effort? All right. That's from White Zombie. That's right. We got the radiation chopper going ahead of us. Seems fitting. Yeah. We have a bad guy detector on top of our car now. We're just trying. This isn't real. There's no such thing as that. It's Jonathan Davis's birthday. He's oh, 50, it is. Oh, fifty-two today. Happy birthday, Jonathan. He seems older than that. Boy, does he? I don't know if he looks older or just seems older. I guess and sounds he, it though. Yeah, he sounds like Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> He's always done that. Huh? Only fifty-two. Does he look good for fifty-two? I don't know. What, did he look That's good sweet. for sixty-two? Ten years ago. Yeah, when we interviewed him, it was kind of, yeah. yeah, it was a little rough. He's got a rough look. And then at the same time, maybe kind of baby-faced if you got rid of all the stuff. It's true. Yeah, he, he's one of those that could be, he could be 30 or he could be 70. Short hair and the glasses, he looked like a computer nerd. Yeah. He can cover all the bases. Well, happy birthday to Jonathan. I think Jonathan's biggest mistake was selling all those serial killer objects. I thought that was the coolest thing. There's 52-year-old Jonathan Davis, who's... In a couple pictures, looks like he's in his 30s. In a couple, he looks like he's 75. Yeah. <laughs> he's chunky and he's skinny. Like, that's, there's like 10 different versions of him. I liked when Corn was on South Park. They couldn't have drawn a better Jonathan Davis. Whoa. Whoa, there he is. That's, ooh, Jonathan hit the buffet for that year. Wow, he looks like Nancy Wilson in that picture. <laughs> Yeah, the glasses, he looks nerd. Yeah, it's a very strange uh, way to morph. Well, happy birthday anyway. 52 is a strange age. Yeah, didn't he own Bundy's car and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff? He had a whole bunch of stuff. He got rid of it. I guess as a woman made him do it. No woman's going to want that. Maybe anymore. that was him with the, uh, what would Brady do yesterday with the... Uh, oh, that could be with <laughs> Spending the, his bonus. <laughs> had to get a Bronco. That could have been Jonathan Davis. You're right. Uh, women have a hard time when a bachelor has a pool table. They want that out of the house. It just doesn't work. This is a living room. Uh, or you have pictures of, like, Wrigley Field in your house. They, they immediately get rid of that stuff. You imagine having Ted Bundy's Volkswagen in your main room? Oh, man. That new girl that uh, you're asking to move in is going to have a problem with that. The dogs playing poker are staying. <laughs> right. <laughs> Put my foot down. It was a gift. <laughs> it's horrible, and it's going in your special room. A man cave. Oh, isn't that fun? I'm giving you a room like a little boy. You're allowed to have a man cave. Yeah, right. Well, we know. He, he can hear you. He's right there. <laughs> hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. 
but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale, ericsfamilybbq.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. It's uh, just blazing by us all, but that's all right. We've got Brady here to help us out, and that's uh, all the news that only Brady knows. We call this the Brady Report, and it's brought to you by our friends over at Hooters. And, of course, Brady, what day is it? Wednesday. It's Wednesday, and Hooters is coming hard with two specials to choose from. It says it. I, I'm reading their copy. Let's try it again. Brady, what day is it? Wednesday. And Hooters is coming hard. Two specials to choose from. <laughs> 20 wings, get 10 free for dine-in or takeout, or get all-you-can-eat wings for just $20.99. Dine-in or eat-out, Hooters. Love it. It's Wings Day Wednesday only at Hooters. Delicious wings. Just don't like the – somebody should have rewrote that. We'll we'll talk to Ben about that for next week. He probably wrote it. I know. No cut and paste on that one anymore. (laughs) Hooters is coming hard. Stop it. Uh, Brady, go ahead and report it. Good Wednesday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. It's also National Thesaurus Day. Oh. A couple of baseless fun facts. Do they even print thesauruses anymore? It's just all phone, right? I'm still surprised they print dictionaries because everything should be on your phone. Like that Merriam-Webster's app I've got on my phone. It's amazing. When's the last time you cracked a dictionary? Oh, my God. We'd never do it. That's what like, Google's I, I, for. That's exactly what your that. phone is built for. I'm not even sure exactly if Alex that. has ever cracked a dictionary. Ever. You think it, in his entire lifetime he's never needed a dictionary? I don't think so. Like they was, used to go, in elementary school, they would go to the to the library. He was 2006? Yeah, that was when he was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no reason for him to. Because 2010 we had the iPhone and that was mm-hmm. your dictionary from then on. Yep. And Peter wow. Roche did the first thesaurus in uh, 1779. Well, they needed it. <laughs> Instead of happy, say delighted. Right. Find words that are... Expand your vocabulary with a thesaurus today. Instead of worried, say agitated. Okay. That's and aggressive. That's to celebrate thesaurus day. Yeah. Use words that are a little bit different. Instead of than... think about, say contemplate. Okay. Instead of I love you, say I adore you. Oh. Try that one with your. Uh, yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, get, that's gonna work yeah, out. Not well. gonna fly. <laughs> you start saying, "I adore you." Or, How you doing, bro? He never tells me he loves me. I adore you, pal. What are you doing? Thesaurus day. What are you doing? That's the exact. Yeah. Thing. What are you doing? What was that? Thesaurus day. And if you got a smoke show, yeah. she's like, "What's that?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're right. Exactly. Is that Ver- a dinosaur? Veronicas. <laughs> exactly. Any of the Veronicas don't. don't Did know that, that used to eat uh, people? Yes. Thesaurus. Is that the book about cinnamons? <laughs> That's right. Although you shouldn't do that because we're not sure if you mean it. 
Don't do dumb girl miss, missing words because I'm like, why did Brady do that in a different voice? A couple of baseless fun facts. A cheesemonger is to cheese like a sommelier to, is to wine. Yeah. Not a producer, but a knowledgeable interpreter, advisor, and seller of cheese. Right. How many cheesemongers do you know, Brady? Do you know a monger? No, honestly. You don't know a monger? Really? I don't. You don't have a go-to cheese guy? <laughs> well, I go to, you know, who's ever at the cheese counter. You know, uh, at the that's fr- a lot of fries or AJ's or Whole Foods. You they talk to that kinda, guy? Yeah, every once in a while. Really? Mm-hmm. You're shocked? You Come are shocked. Well, no, I'm asked about a certain <laughs> cheese. Or if I'm, like, I tried, you know, Trip brings cheeses over. Yeah. And there's a couple that you can't remember what they were. Right. But he and can like, remember for you? You you tell him, here's what it had, you know, it had caraway seeds in it or something. Or it was had a wine. Trip's got a monger. Yeah, probably has to. I don't think oh, so. Oh, yeah, he does. No? Trip goes to like Whole Foods or AJ's and just brings the select group of cheese, and then whatever we start eating, he just remembers it. And we bought little flags to write the name of the cheese in. <laughs> and so that – I don't remember any of it. I like yeah. the green I, one. I don't, uh, yeah. you know, most of the time. But there's a certain one I'm like, man, that's really good. I got to – But I don't really trust that the person behind the counter at Fry's is trained in it. Yeah. They just put them out. AJ's the, maybe. The Fry's Marketplace, mm, no. they've stepped up their cheese. Oh, well, I think there's now. guys who know what they got a cheese monger is like. Yeah, I don't think. I think come the guy at now. Fry's knows where everything is, but he doesn't yes. know like when you say caraway seeds and whatever. Craft singles are over here. Right. <laughs> the Velveeta, Kraft, and then no, assorted. No, no, that's over cabinets. <laughs> yeah. They got, a, they got, got a Tillamook. Nice yeah. set up in the one in Did you check with the artisan cheeses? Is that Boar's Head, bro? Yes, I did. And I'm asking you some questions as the cheesemonger. Dude, I make twelve fifty an hour. <laughs> I know where the cheese is. There's triangle cheese. There's circle cheese. There's soft cheese. There's Trust hard me, cheese. I was at Subway. Yellow cheese. <laughs> off yellow cheese. Beige cheese. Off, off. He knows all the colors. That one's telling you. I'm actually more yeah. impressed by that. Green fleck cheese. Blue fleck cheese. I guess that's blue cheese. Head cheese. <laughs> Dude, you can look at it and see what I see. Quit bugging me. Dude, and... Little hint, head cheese, not cheese. Not cheese at all. Bro, mind blown. Yeah, mind blown. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, can I bother you with some cheese info? Great. What is it, ma'am? I'm a boy. <laughs> anyway, I had a cheese that had caraway seeds. All right, princess. Keep walking. <laughs> can you read? Then you go through all the cheeses and find the one that says caraway seeds. Come on. Sounds like Toledo's kids at the <laughs> cheese counter <laughs> working. Bro. <laughs> Seriously. Did you just bra me? <laughs> Read. Read the ingredients. Which one has the flecks of green pepper? My guess is the one says got green pepper in it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Fry's. Can I help you? Oh, no. It's him. Hello, cheesemonger. <laughs> I made a friend today. That would be how he'd refer to it. Yeah. I like saying cheesemonger. January, You're a cheesemonger. Dear diary. January 18th. I made a friend today. Which makes January 18th a good day. They've stepped it up over there at Fry's. Have they? Put them in a different apron. Yeah. They just to fool people like you. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing as that radiation <laughs> helicopter. Foods. It's dressed up as something. It doesn't know anything. <laughs> good yeah. mongering at Whole, Whole Foods. Whole Foods might have... But and there's a place up in North Scottsdale that is a cheese store. I've never yeah. been to it. That's where you got to go. I know, I there used to, to be one, World of Cheese, over on uh, 7th Street in Camel. That was a sandwich shop. But they had tons of cheese in there because I went they in there. They did. Once. I never, I would always go there for. 
I love how sandwich. he dismissed Yeah, I know. So no, no, no. Quickly. They had sandwiches. I know. I can't mention a restaurant. No. Look here, until... rookie. On the menu. <laughs> you can look at... But the world of cheese that had wasn't a cheese also shop. cheese. Brady was just hungry for a sandwich that day. <laughs> but yeah, they had cheeses and stuff. And the guy behind the counter didn't know much of anything. Old either. world cheese shop. One. Correct. He's next to the Dairy Queen. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. There was yes, a sign never... on the thing that said, don't let this lady in. I'm like, hey, that's Brady. <laughs> He'll talk your ear off. The U.S. has been in debt... For its entire history, except for one year, 1835 to 1836, Andrew Jackson was president and managed to pay it all off temporarily. And they won him off the 20 because of the Indians, right? That's him. Yeah. Uh, right. Native Americans? Them, yeah, them too. Them too. <laughs> <laughs> Converse started in 1908 as a company that made rain boots. By 1920, that's when they transitioned into the shoe store and came out with the All-Star. In 1920, they came out with the All-Star? Yeah. Wow. It was just a canvas thing, a rubber plank. I guess so. It's amazing it survived. Sew it on there. They have like the nice ones now. Like premium. They're really, they they look the same, but they're comfortable. And Nike makes a thing called the Blazer because Converse is owned by Nike now, but they have the. Are they really? Pretty much. You can buy Converse on Nike. There's some partnership. I don't understand. But uh, Nike makes the Blazer. Which is their version of look it up. of the uh, Chuck, and it's awesome. I think they got Converse, and I think awesome. Nike owns Cole Haan, too. Yeah, the original yeah, Chuck's yes. terrible. Oh, I don't know how Then those, they came out with Chuck oh, Twos, okay. and they weren't bad. Those basketball players that used those, like George Mikan and the original super big guys that were running around on those planks, their knees had to explode night after night. You play basketball for an hour. How did hour they not have a Zion blowout? Oh, or just knees exploding yeah. on the court. The shoes were solid. They weren't going to break, but man, they were not supportive. That's why no one could dunk. That and everyone was white. <laughs> According to this poll, they found the average office worker is most productive at 10.22 a.m., and then it's downhill from there. We hit our first big slump at 1.27 p.m., then another one on top of that at 2.06 it also found we tend to feel the most drained on Mondays and Fridays. Yep. That wilderness athlete stuff keeps you steady all day. No more crashes. They should make the WNBA, because they're always saying like that the NBA had a 75-year head start. Well, yeah, they cleared the way for you to wear nice shoes. and so You should have to play in what they played in, in their 25th year. So when uh, when NBA was twenty five, it was they started in forty seven. So it was what nineteen seventy something. Make the court smaller, yeah. a beautiful parquet floor, old, <laughs> right. old school. No lower heat. the rim. No heat and AC in any of the arenas, and uh, you no have skyboxes. Yeah. No luxury boxes. Yeah, and you have to wear uh, you have to wear those chunky Adidas and those nasty ass Converse Chucks, and see how those ladies run around in that. We don't give us a fair shake. We've been. The- NBA had a 70-year head start on us. Yeah. And they also had to get through all that equipment crap. You got all the best of it. You still stink. Like that game when Jordan was actually wearing the original Jordan ones, yeah. and he said his feet were bleeding when he got done. And those were good yeah. shoes. Hell yeah. Compared to what they invented afterwards. A little bit of a break-in period. Oh, yeah. Well, they were <laughs> heavy, too. <laughs> I teased this story this morning about the best place to be in case a nuke hits. Yeah. A new study figured out the best place to hide and take shelter if nukes start falling. Obviously, a bomb shelter is the best place to be. But assuming you don't have one, here's what they say. 
So I remember. You would be right. Yes. (laughs) A good assumption. Correct. I used to remember where ours was in Bozeman. You had a bomb shelter? Yeah. The whole city? There was three of them in town. One of them was in the basement of our Emerson Middle School. One of them was at the National Guard Armory. And uh, the other one was on the Montana State University. Wished more that a city got hit by yeah. a nuke than when Toledo was a kid, so that door would have swung open. Hi, my name's Richard Toledo, and I'm here to get saved. Oh, ah, great. I got to leave the bomb shelter. Why? I'll I'm take here. my chance. Anyway, I'll be out in the nuclear winter. I got to leave him again. But that old man just left. Why? You'll find out someday, son. Researchers say ideally you want to be inside a sturdy structure, not outside. Exactly. Get to the corner of a room as fast as possible. But specifically, a corner facing the blast. If you can figure that out. That seems counter... Well, that's like you had to know what was happening. Yeah. Researchers did a bunch of computer simulations to see what happens when the blast wave hits different types of buildings. Yeah. And if you're too close, there's not much you can do. Let me tell you this. But if you're in the moderate damage zone... More than a mile away yeah. or so, you might have a chance. In the West Valley and the East Valley, don't go to the corner of your houses because they're wood and stucco. <laughs> right. You're just going to get incinerated. They're saying a mile away, that's where the blast itself won't get you, but the shock wave and high winds from it. The would. hot nuclear winds. So when you, when you added onto your house, was it also slump block? Did, do they do no, that, that still? No, that was crazy expensive. So no, I didn't do that. Okay. So it doesn't. Yeah, I guess it does match up. They looked how. Um, oh, it matches. Yeah, well, no, I know that's it what matches. I'm saying. Yeah, that's why that's, I was, yeah, was, was a, wondering. A more cost-effective build. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. That slump yeah. block is more. Expensive. Oh, it's crazy. Wow. You got masons out there and all that. It's crazy. Gosh, stupid masons. They looked at how a nuclear nuclear blast wave moves through a building. The worst places would be in our hallways, doorways, near windows. Yeah. Just you're in a nuclear blast. There's no good place. Yeah. Roll the dice. There's places a better than bad places, but everywhere's bad. And really, if I'm in the blast zone of a nuclear bomb, I don't really want to be around anymore. I don't want to take my chances yeah. with how many hospital visits I've got to make starting that day on. <laughs> in what hospital? Exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then you thought COVID was bad. Right. John? No interest in it. I hope it hits me square in the top of the head. John Cheesemonger here. Oh, good. The little girl talks to us. He won't shut the hell up. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Are you a fries cheesemonger, sir? <laughs> oh, here comes Brady. Uh, I need my smoke break. No way, wait, dude. Wait, wait, You wait. just took your smoke break. I'm taking mine. Excuse me, gentlemen. I have some questions about fromage. We're fighting to see who gets to go out and bust for a while. God damn it. <laughs> it's my turn to bust. Bro, shampoo. Damn it. Paper covers rock. All right. I'll talk to her. <laughs> what is this green fromage here, sir? It's cheese, Dick. <laughs> what do you this think? has a tobacco Marlboro smell to it. This one's because I just busted yeah. it for you, sir. Just... Dude, pick a cheese and leave. <laughs> They're all cheese. I'll go with the Kraft American slices. How in the f am I supposed to know what you like? <laughs> it's a disturbing <laughs> video that happened in. Uh, Auburn, Washington, the state of Washington. This guy was going through a coffee drive-thru. Oh, I saw this. It's crazy. And he uh, evidently wanted the barista. Yeah. So he reached in, grabbed her one wrist, and then with the other uh, hand, he had a tie. He tried a zip tie, but yeah. she was giving him change, and he grabs the hand of change, 
starts to pull her like he's going to pull her through the window. The other hand comes out in this whippy thing, and she gets. He tries whip. to whip the. Uh, and I think it was loop one it of those over bikini uh, coffee places. They have those a lot but of those. Up still there. trying to tug someone through a window by one arm. Through your driver's it's take door. forever. There's got to be another employee that's going to grab her by the feet before you that's can it. whip her through. That's a poor plan. Yeah. And then there is a great moment. Well, they got him. Yeah, of course they did. There is a great moment, too, where he, he realizes he's not going to get her, and he starts to pull away, and then he stops, and he looks down at the money. His change is on the ground. Like, should I, eh, no, oh, I should probably leave it behind. And, yeah, they're, they're laying ah, yeah. But he looks at it like, for a second, he goes, he goes Netanyahu on the way out. Like, I should probably pick up a couple of... Going. I should go. I got to go. I'll come back and get those four or five bucks. And then the guy next in line, does he pick up that money? I would have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Does he get his coffee? The girl in front of you just almost got abducted. He gets drink and money. Yeah, that guy the scored. Guy Maybe the guy was paying for the guy behind him. He's, He's paying, paying it forward. forward. I told you, no change. <laughs> the next, uh, there's another little video store on this. They're calling her the Panera Karen. And is she right or wrong in this situation? All right. This um, is solid. A woman posted a video of her exchange with the Panera Bread drive through employee. Let's just play it, okay. and we'll, we'll see. We'll let Brett and Toledo decide whether she was right or wrong. Then debate. All right. Go right ahead, Richard, with the Panera up. Karen. <laughs> is it, did, did you give her this nickname, or is this? No, it's okay. no. All right. All right. Yes, I have the right to do that. Oh, oh, you got to go from the beginning, though. Yeah, you got to start it from the start. So can you start it over? Yeah, hang on. All right, here we go. Order because my child was screaming. Yes, I have the right to do that. If you're more than welcome to come inside, or you can place an order online and we'll make it for you. And what is really like you're gonna not take my order? Yes, ma'am, that is what I'm saying. Okay, all right. Well, I do have this on video, and I will be emailing corporate because that's just like completely oh, rude. I cannot okay. come inside because my daughter does not have shoes on. Do you understand that? Not my problem. No, I understand, but you're also more than welcome to order through uh, online as well. So you want me to take an extra 20 minutes and order online? That's not convenient to me. Oh, it's your job. White privilege. <laughs> really? You don't know she's white. I assume it, though. Oh, come on. Yeah, you're right. It's a white woman. So I'd like you to take my order, please. Okay. I will be happy to take your order as long as your daughter's in the stream, all right? <laughs> I think that's a pretty good decision on your part. Okay, I don't need this attitude. Yes, <laughs> nice. Like that. Who's right? Oh, he's right. He is. You think? Right. Screw yeah. her. Well, the baby wasn't screaming. Yeah, there was time to tell. Was screaming order before there. that, right? Look, if you're gonna, if you want a customer right. to come back, well, I don't care about okay. that. Oh, come on, she's she's not checking Panera yeah. off. Yeah, her exactly. List. No, no, yeah, she's going back to Panera the next day without. <laughs> They're the both kid. handling it poorly. But yeah, I, I think the. Kid could have said, look, lady, pull up to the window. I'll take your order. I can't take the screaming baby. And the lady might have understood it. And if you've got a screaming baby, roll the, just tell the guy in the window, I'm just going to keep sorry. going. I'm sorry. Well, My baby yeah, won't shut up. because if you've been inside those, like, going to Chick-fil-A when somebody tries to order on that thing. It's hard. Look, if there's a screaming baby, it's up to the mother to rustle it up and get it away from society immediately. Agreed. So if it's screaming in the thing and the guy's like, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah, it's not everybody But at that, whole, that whole entire exchange, the kid was dead quiet. They could have just done the order. No, he's, well, I'm reading the article that, that he said she started screaming right before she started Oh, yeah, right. But I'm saying right when they're filming, the kid's quiet. So yeah. they could have done the exchange at that moment instead of had that stupid white people argument. 
Just get the on Panera si- and move uh, forward. You're right. Yeah. On both sides, it's a stupid white people argument. But I'm always against screaming babies. So I will side with the kid who hated the screaming baby 99% of the time. Yeah. I don't want to hear a kid scream ever. The second it screams, it's up to the parents to get it out. No one thinks it's cute. I'm having a hard time taking your order. Right. Because I can't hear you because of that. Can you help me out? Stupid baby. Your STD won't shut up. Anybody on the fence? Dr. Yeah. Lynn over at Sunrise Urology <laughs> will take care of you. Dr. Lynn will. never have this problem. You can get your Panera every time, unless you start screaming. And have that camera ready to film. Yeah, Panera, Panera Karen, <laughs> she did two things wrong. She didn't, she's, her child is poorly trained. It's like a dog that jumps on people. It's your fault. You got to get them. You can't just allow it. Not everybody likes it. Your kid isn't what you think it is. It isn't as welcome in society as you think. Everyone loves babies, and the people who don't are jerks. Well, you just talked about 70% of people. People with babies hate babies. So babies aren't, like, cool. And by no. the way. And that wasn't a baby. That was a screaming toddler. Here's the thing women hate to hear. Pretty easy. Giving birth and all that. It's been going on. <laughs> it's been going on since one. At, right. And it's only been going on for the last 50 years with medication. Right. And so you guys have it easier than ever. So boo-hoo. It's not that tough. Raising babies easier than ever. Being a mom is nothing. Anybody can do it. I watch cops. Those people all have children. It's not hard. <laughs> now, keeping it in line is difficult. And letting it scream like a banshee, hmm, that's kind of on you. Yeah, but giving birth nowadays, it's easy as punch. <laughs> Vasectomy's harder. You'll never know. That's right. I won't. And you'll never know what it was really like. Because you got that shot in your back that numbed you from your waist down. You don't know what it's like either. Don't tell me. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I know. They hate hearing that stuff. They but do guys, hate it, guys, but it's like, dude, there's one reason you want that shot. Dude, you don't dude, want to feel anything. Don't care about your childbirth situation because you put yourself in it. Eh, quiet down about the difficulty. You volunteered. It's a miracle. It's love. Okay. I hope it felt great then. Oh, it hurt like crazy. Boo hoo. <laughs> some things plop right out yeah some of those the women who did college right that just falls right out of them john when that nuclear blast happens just enjoy your house as everyone else's house tumbles over because they're all built with staples <laughs> trust me we build them i've talked to guys who build uh the track the, homes the new the, in the last yeah. 20 years or so they don't grade the land that's why everything in mesa is in half same and, uh, yeah, they, they just basically chunk them together with carpet staples. <laughs> I don't have any more uh, nails. And cool. some fabric over some certain yeah. parts. I think I've actually some seen a dude. Gum. I think I've seen a dude on the roof with a swing line. <laughs> smashing down asphalt. I'm roofing. Anyway, uh, what do you got for videos, Brady? I've got uh, one video of uh, Panera Karen in a mosh pit. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, boy. This is, got, this is already <laughs> This is a huge mud. Oh! <laughs> that poor girl's wandering around the, the guy takes his trophy. Dude got a hat. And a dude swinging wildly. You what don't walk she? towards that. What is she doing? Oh, she's trying. Oh, the problem is she's not keeping her lane. She's wandering all over while these dudes are just arm whipping. I've never seen a mosh pit with that much arm whipping and kicking. That's, yeah. that's the new mosh. It is? Yeah. Like a lot of the hardcore shows, the young kids do this stuff. The very athletic African-American. It's to keep yeah, everyone like away. Yeah, the athletic African-American is doing leg kicks. 
mean, that guy is wow. going after it. And that looked girl. like he did a flip. Did he do a flip? <laughs> he did a spin, and then kick. Strawberry then. shortcake gets her head knocked off, <laughs> and the dude keeps her hat. Boom! That's fantastic. Oh my bangs! <laughs> That's my bangs. Nose. My bangs. My bangs are all messed up. You should not have been in that. By the way. Bright yeah. lights, conference room, yeah. concert. I know. I don't know where like, they are. It's like the. It's like an elementary school or it's something. Not, it's I mean, probably a church. It's the weirdest TED talk of all time. <laughs> he just gets railed, and then dude picks up her hat and starts spinning it. Yeah, that's they're hilarious. on carpet. That is the least metal show yeah. ever. They're on carpet. Rug burns at the mosh pit. <laughs> oh, I could watch this all day. What is she thinking? <laughs> Wait till the song's over to go. I gotta pee now. I'm serious. I'm going. I'm gonna walk through it, dude. It's no. It's a gauntlet of arms. No, I'm doing it. Uh, is that Macedon Gojira show gonna be like that? <laughs> oh my! We think zero res. We're coming in after and getting this carpet all straightened out. You guys turn the lights down. The fluorescents are crushing us. I gotta pee. Don't go. Sarah, you're going to get hit in the face. I can make it through. I can Watch see. this. Ow, my hat. My bangs. <laughs> <laughs> hit me in the bangs. It We've was probably go. her wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like her little outfit. Do I look cute? <laughs> She's in a little potter's hat and the pink dress. Do I look adorable? You look just like strawberry shortcake, like you said. Let's go, baby. Thundering ovary is not waiting for us to get there. They're going to start, so we got to we got to go. <laughs> he takes a shot. All right, Brett, kill someone. Uh, I mean, it, it's kind of hard. I don't even know if I want to go today, considering yesterday's, because there's no way I can top yesterday's oh, wow. bullhorn in we that could, guy's we face. Could redo yesterday's. Yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, somebody sent in a video oh. of Toledo's Great American U-turn. Oh, Uh-oh. the big the big uh, road trip that yeah. Rich goes on every year. You haven't there's done a U-turn in a while up here. Yeah, maybe this summer. You're going to go in the seven days off and five of them driving. <laughs> the big American U-turn. Cruising up the freeway. Check it out. That's just towing his trailer. And it is oh, amazing. Yeah. It's on fire. <laughs> and he keeps going. And he's just, going out. he's just driving. Alito's fifth wheel is on it's an inferno. Maybe he thinks if I speed up, it'll put it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just leaving fire behind like Super Mario Brothers. That's how fast that it's That is going. here, isn't it? Wow. I, it looks like it. It looks, it looks like it. I don't know if it says it looks where like it was. up on the 17. Yeah, that definitely looks deserty. Maybe that's Robert Fisher's car. We found him. <laughs> he blew that up, too. So oh, wow. then this one here, it's uh, just morons, like probably on Halloween because he's dressed up in a Spider Man outfit. Or not. Oh, well, not this oh, one. Oh, no, there's, there's another a woman one. with huge cans getting kicked in there's the There's another boobs. one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I meant to pull a different one up, but there you go. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Dude, Would you like a replay here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can watch this. <laughs> oh, my God. Those are like G-cup boobs just exposing a dude karate kicks. <laughs> she's, in, she's in hysterics. What a good sport. And Dana White's going to lose his job. <laughs> I love the other couple sitting on the couch watching in the mirror. The Toledos are cucking this whole event. Oh, that is a blast. What a party. Right, exposed, gigantic fat boob.
What happens if that breaks out at the oh, Steel Swede next, next season? Oh, are you kidding me? I'm going to have multiple angles on it. <laughs> First off, a woman that size isn't invited. <laughs> okay, so here's the one. Oh, here's a moron Lord. in a Spider-Man outfit. Probably Halloween or he's something. Hanging off the side. Of hanging a... off the side of the bus. and oh, just he's rolling gonna, down He's going to get pulled. And... Oh, he's hanging off yep. a bus. Oh, he got street light hit. Oh, that's no good. All right. I can't watch those anymore. <laughs> the boob was better. The boob was phenomenal. <laughs> and, and that's uh, what you do with a big girl at a party. You kick her boobs? <laughs> kick her in the boobs. <laughs> well, she volunteered for it. Not she pulled those out and said, Whoa. go ahead. That's, that one's dumb. Oh. Go All ahead. Right. Kick me in the boobs. I don't care. <laughs> you get to kick you in the boobs, you got to go home. So there's a guy riding his bike down the street, or walking his bike down the street. Yep. Some other guy not paying attention to what that was oh, doing. Oh. oh. And he gets out of the car after he hits Brady the guy. gets out of the car. It is Brady. And, and beats the tar of one of... Is that your people, Brett? That sounds like Italian. <laughs> it could be. It's an Italian beating up one of the guys from BTK. There comes a cop. How dare you. Oh, he's watching oh, this little guy. He just picked a man up and threw him flat on his spine. Effortlessly. Okay, okay that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. That. Break it up. We're done here. Yeah, that's got to be Sicily, Brett. <laughs> Holy cow. He picked that dude up with zero effort. Oh, jeez. Was the cop standing there? If I was the cop, I'd just shoot the kid from K-pop and act like this is over. (laughs) And does that dude in the doorway have any arms? No. He's an armless armless witness. He filtered his video. (laughs) Yes. Wow. That he hits him a... again. Oh, he, he won't stop Oh, him. maybe because he stole his toolbox or something. That's... Oh, is it? He was. Oh, oh, I don't so know. This is revenge. He yeah. killed that Korean because the Korean. This is. A... Oh, I don't he know. He was now carrying the toolbox? He knew what he was doing. Go to the beginning again. I don't want to watch it again. He does. He's solve... got the toolbox. Oh, wow. And the dude. Yeah, he hits him with intent. Like, I know who you are. Yeah, this was. He was after oh, him. Oh, okay, yeah. This is Maltasanti and Soprano stuff. When he picks this little Korean up and throws him on the ground, I've never seen somebody that strong. With a cop standing there. Yeah. Those small Italians? Well, the cops are in on it with the oh, yeah. You know that. And boom! <laughs> Man, that's tough. All right. You, you so that's what I got. Don't steal a bear's toolbox. Write that down. <laughs> Man, man. Always kick a big bitch in the right boot. <laughs> they love it. She was laughing. Seriously, that was the only action she was going to get at that party. The back of the foot. Somebody Mark, actually wants I'm to old. see my cans? Great. Yeah. I guess if you want to whip them exactly out. Exactly what it was. I'll kick them if you whip them out, but otherwise keep them up. No, I think they've done that before. Hey, oh, yeah. Hey, Jenny, let's, let's do, do that. the trick. We're about to get kicked out because nobody wants you here. <laughs> you guys want to watch me get kicked in the boobs? Yes. No man would ever say, no, that's horrible. Yes, I want to see that's that. why he only dates big girls. <laughs> That's right. My last three girlfriends all loved getting kicked in the cans. We call it kick the can. <laughs> and he's got a nice form, too. He does the side foot and, you know, points. Guys, can I make a comment on the Canera, or Panera Karen, please? Sure. Um, she states she can't bring the child in because they don't have shoes yet. Carry it. You made that idiot blob walk outside to get in the vehicle. <laughs> Explain this, true. please. Or you carried it. Ah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Pick it up. Lazy. But you heard her in the middle. They go, well, that's not convenient to me. Right. 
Right. Uh, she's probably some pig that can't get out of the car barely anyway. <laughs> so she ain't gonna lift nothing. We don't care for her. No. But she wasn't a hundred percent wrong. Panera guy was wrong too. Let's get her the app. There's some blame. Yeah, and then it, yeah. and by the way, it, I, Brett might be right because you must have huge fat thumbs if you have to, if it takes you 20 minutes 20 to order minutes a Panera order sandwich on an app. So I'm supposed to take 20 extra minutes? No, like one, <laughs> unless your thumbs are made of like jelly. Did somebody say jelly? Mm. <laughs> they have jelly under the fingernails. Uh, there you go. That is your Brady report. It's 98. <laughs> Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Oh. We're talking, I, talk, I, I, I brought this up before and it always fires somebody up. Uh, that, you know, that childbirth is easy and it's, it's, it's not hard to become a parent. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. And everybody acts like it's such a difficult process, but it's not. Easiest time to ever give birth. <laughs> and I know it's uncomfortable because we're not, but it's the easiest time ever to give birth to dicks. a baby. Right. And uh, this guy says, I've said it once, I'll say it again. Women need to quit bitching about giving birth. From my experience, it's a walk in the park. Holmberg's right. My girl didn't make a sound while she was in labor. She slept through the whole thing. Signed, Nathan Sutherland. Which, I mean, perfect example of how easy it is to actually give birth. Your body will do it whether you're conscious or not. And all I'm saying, and another lady emails and says, you'll never know what a horrible, like you getting kicked in the nuts ten times, isn't this? But yeah, but I don't volunteer to get kicked in the nuts. If I did and bitched about it, who's the idiot? (laughs) I didn't go say, oh, getting kicked in the nuts hurts more than anything in the world, so I'm going to stand in line and get kicked in the nuts. I don't do it. So if it's that big a deal that you want to complain about it, don't do it. It's a simple thing. I'll give you this advice, though, if your wife is pregnant right now. Yeah. Not the good time to roll this out to say. I'll tell you right yeah, now. Just, now's the time. Don't. Brady's 100% wrong. <laughs> no. Now's the time you look at her and go, do you know how easy it is to give <laughs> birth nowadays? Get over it. Get over it is right. They epidural your back. If you choose natural childbirth, expect loads of pain. And then say, wow, I was dumb or it wasn't that bad. Easiest time in the world to give birth. The reason we have 8 billion people on the planet is because it's easy. It's, there's nothing to it. It's a cakewalk. You're coddled the entire way. Now, go back 50 years, and people are splatting out little thalidomide babies, and there's pieces and parts falling off, and women are dying, and just thank your lucky stars you're giving birth today. It's easy as punch. Ask Mexico. They just pump them out like mad. It's nothing. A Mexican woman would never say how hard childbirth is. They're doing it like every seven months. It's easy. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. So this lady's, I mean, you'll never know the pain of it. Again, using the comparison of me getting kicked in the nuts and you giving birth is dumb. 
nobody can just uh, attack you in the streets and make you give birth. Me getting kicked in the nuts is an accident or a fetish. One is awful. The other I volunteered for. Giving birth. You got options for another month or so. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, you got to go down to that Days Inn and Ciudad Juarez. But I don't want to hear it. I volu- if I volunteered to get kicked in the nuts ten times and then came to you and told you how horrible it is, the misery that came with it, wouldn't you look at me like I was the dumbest person alive? Why'd you do it? Oh, because it's a beautiful event. Well, then you liked it. No, it was horrible. Ah, uh, you're confusing. Stop it. Childbirth. I don't want to hear it. It's natural. I've seen National Geographic where a woman has got a, she's toting around loads of food on her head, just squats down, and there's another one. She gets, one. she gets up, picks it up, keeps the mangoes moving. <laughs> she gets it to the other side of the village. Priorities. Ladies here complaining about that. How many broads are saying F you to you right now? That's fine, because they know I'm right. You wouldn't be mad if I was wrong. You have no idea, bro. Well, of course I don't, because <laughs> I don't volunteer for horrible things to happen to my body. I'm going to go stand in front of that cannon. Oh, wow, that's probably going to hurt. Yeah, but it's just a beautiful experience we should all have. Why? (laughs) Don't complain about it then when you're done. Oh, I took a knife and I drug it blade side down from my shoulder to my wrist. It was horrible. And I'm going to tell you all about how stupid and I complain. And No, you did this to yourself. Childbirth is difficult. Eight billion people. Wrong. Incorrect. Also learned in the last few minutes, Brett, you know we've got this new, uh, in the building we've had three different opportunities to have food. The first one was an honor system. You knew that wasn't going to work. Everybody knew it wasn't. In fact, the vending machine guy at the old building, when he said, what are you using for vending machines? He's asking me, like I'm in charge of anything. And I said, I think we're going on the honor system. He goes, oh, that's not going to work. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I think we can pretty much do this and make sure that people are keeping up. And he goes, mark my words. You'll need me again. And about eight months later, when people were leaving your nephew gift cards to Dave and Buster's in and taking like $5, and then full pallets of soda are leaving the building on the weekends, we had to go to the vending machine. For some reason or another, the vending machine isn't working out like we'd thought. So they're taking one of the unused offices and they're opening a bodega. (laughs) We've got like a little weird, please come again, food and sandwich shop. Now Brady's been with me for a long time. And a lot of times you'll say, hey, Brady, you have this idea, this idea. And I said, eh. <laughs> he just sat while you were in the bathroom and rattled off like nine names for the food shop we're opening downstairs. And all of them were good. <laughs> like he didn't, he didn't no. swing and miss once. Like sometimes Brady will have an idea and you just go, right, keep that to yourself. <laughs> oh, Mother Hubbard's cupboard. How about that? Huh? How about quick trip reebs? Huh? How about that? <laughs> he's just fine. This is all he's been thinking about for the last however many days. He's got a month till it grand opens up. Yeah. He's, he's a... Food uh, restaurant business naming machine. And he just flew out of his mouth. I'm like, you are a creative genius if there's a sandwich involved. It's unbelievable. Chuck E. Cheesemongers. How about that? We had the guy from Fry's come by, <laughs> chat with him. It's a feature. I got loads of them. I have loads of it. This is the most excited I've ever seen him about. Like, what is Like, 1018, you, you hear the word, late. And the office door shuts and Brady's gone. I have a feeling Brady's going to be missing a lot of time at home. With the in-house bodega. If this thing's as good as they say it is. <laughs> Who said it was good? <laughs> Nobody's one. even rattled off it'll be decent. I don't even know what they've got. 
I don't even go into the, this one here. Well, this often. is just a, a vending machine. You go in there when there's food. Yeah. Do you have a nickname for that room? Uh, my man cave. Yeah, well, that's your <laughs> the work man cave. <laughs> Jenny's kitchen, I call it. Yeah, so the new place, he, you were in the bathroom, and I'm just like, God, I wish someone was in here to watch this. Because he went into this like blind rage of naming it. I've never. Oh, Mother Hubbard's cupboard. How about that? We call it that? I'm like, why don't you just keep that to yourself? I haven't, I haven't told anybody about that. Yeah, maybe the best idea you've ever had. One bad Mother Hubbard. Yeah. Oh, oh, he wants to build signs. Quick trips, huh? <laughs> get it? Because trip? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, you have names for it. But I think maybe if you guys want to name our uh, bodega, you can. You can Facebook that over or text it, 97936. Brady's Bistro is definitely on the list. Gastro pub. Yeah. You thought that mosh pit was dangerous. Wait till Brady finds out there's a sandwich shop downstairs. Late! Late! <laughs> <laughs> Brady, it's 830. Late, 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 late! <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps running away. <laughs> it's going to be nuts. Anyway, so we've got food coming in. I have a feeling, Brett, we're going to lose them. Now, my rule for the uh, Mother Hubbard's Cupboard Quick Trips... Is the bri- that it can't open till ten oh five? Ooh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Ooh. No, don't act like that didn't bother you. Not a problem, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to actually say, nah, ten oh five too early. Eleven oh five will work. Eleven oh five, yes, it will. And you can't break in. That's against the law. Eleven oh five, and you can't schmooze for a key. Eleven oh five. Kind of bodega isn't open twenty four yeah. hours. What is this? Because I'll tell you why. <laughs> Because we got to keep him focused. You've seen when the TV's on? Oh, yeah. We lose him. If, you, if he knew there was an open sandwich shop downstairs while we're dicking around up here. You see him when Anthony comes from Eric's Family Barbecue. How much time we got? That's all that happens. <laughs> How much time we got? I got one more song. You don't need to do worry it. about me, Chief. How much time we got? Are we going to do a game? Or are we late. Just, what are we doing? Late! 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 And then he's <laughs> full plate. Like, he'll be gone for eight minutes. We lose him. We can't have that. Got to keep a, some sanity. And if it, it, I'm wrong. If it opens at 10.05, he'll start thinking about it about 9.30, and then that entertainment drill will be about... About know, 30 seconds it, long. It'll be about condiments and, like, <laughs> snacks. And, this just in. Yeah. 11.05. <laughs> that way he's got a nice half hour to decompress from the show and 30 to think about what he's going to get from the bodega downstairs. Quick trips. <laughs> Susan's succulents. <laughs> okay. I've got a hundred of them. David more and more and more. It's okay. How about that? I didn't get that. Yeah, so I don't know if you're going to want to run it, but just remember, you've got a job here until at least 1030. Somebody wants to name it for Toledo. Cuck Cafe. <laughs> the Cuck's Cafe, where you stand outside and watch Brady eat. <laughs> we should have Cuck's Corner in the cafe, where Brady gets food and then Toledo's in a nice glass box. He's not allowed to touch it. Witchopolis. Uh, what is it? Witchopolis. Sandwichopolis. I don't know what's uh, going to be in there. The belly bagel for uh, Brady's. <laughs> so here's the thing. Neander Pantry. Neander Pantry is not bad. bad. I yeah. like Neander Pantry. Uh, Brady doesn't like that. It's, it's the guy who's after his goods. <laughs> nah. I don't think that's a good one. Uh, the manhole for KDKB. I don't think that's even a... I think we have that already. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I like, you know... Dick's Most Wieners. Tamale Palace? Uh, Most Tamales? Yeah, and that doesn't sound appetizing at all no. since we've already determined tamales are the worst of Mexican foods. Again, the only reason 
white people act excited for tamales around Christmas is because we assume you couldn't afford a better gift. <laughs> oh, you made me some corn wads with a small string of meat in them. Thank you. It is a gift. Yes, I understand. You don't have any money. It's Brett's a- big ragu. Mm. <laughs> I like it. But there'll be a Get few. ready for chunky. Oh, I like yeah. that. Open. Trip re- open wide for chunky. Hi, welcome to Open Wide for Chunky. So here's how it works. Though. <laughs> Evidently, Twink trading post. For- <laughs> <laughs> Twink trading post. <laughs> oh, I like that. Um, uh, so we'll go in there, and I don't think it's in vending machines. I think you actually pick it up, and then you... You're, you swipe your card. You swipe your card. Oh, this ain't going to work again. I, I, and I they know. have gift gonna, cards. There's going to be a high theft. They do? Yeah, you can get uh, <laughs> You've already Hubbard Bucks. Presents for Hubbard Bucks. What? What mailing list are you on? <laughs> it said, you get a black card? That, you haven't read I one intra-office that. email. That's a grand opening thing. I thought they give you a, a card that works for a uh, Oh, Brady. Uh, Brady got an EBT for the in-house <laughs> bodega. <laughs> All I heard was that, yeah, you could swipe a card. You pay for it with your card. No, there's gift cards. You can give them out for Christmas. <laughs> Here's one. Bodego Italian sandwiches. Oh, the yes. Bodego. The Bodego. The Brett's Bodego. bodego. Uh, that's the leader in the clubhouse. <laughs> Brett's Bodego is great. Larry's Bagels. Oh, the, well, yeah. that's got to be a corner in there, too. I like that. But, yeah, that's pretty great. This guy says, well, make sure you have Officer Rico Blaze in there for security. <laughs> Rico Blaze Pizza. All right. Yeah, I... Uh, the Bradio Shack, I like that. That's pretty solid. Cucketeria's like a lot of people are coming up with that. <laughs> Bogandega. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Why don't you just, just call it a room full of assholes aren't working? <laughs> that's exactly right. Oh, we got that downstairs already. <laughs> that's, that's not a big deal. Yeah. Oh, we call it sales. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So Weaver's Witches, because Bob's down there. You got a nice one. Uh, but yeah, Brady fired off about six names and just pride. And then evidently, you've got uh, you're reading the emails from the office. That, <laughs> Kaiser's the ones that I'll, I'll read. Yeah, that I guess one. I need to read further than the first sentence. I haven't ever. I read the thing that says it's from someone in the building. I'm like, if it's important, they'll talk to me. Larry told me about the sandwich shop. <laughs> Did you get my email about what we're talking? <laughs> I needed you to get something for the bodega. No. I'll do it. So it's not going to be vending machines? It's going to be... As far as I know, it's going to be like baskets of stuff. And then you swipe your card, Brady's EBT card. Kind of like an airport stop and grab kind of thing. You will have a chance to win gift cards for the market. You wow, Brady. That says that says, dear Brady, you will yeah. have it. And here's the thing, and it's probably you probably didn't read the list of things you you can't do around the bodega that makes it so they'll give you extra time. The grand opening is Friday, the twenty fourth of. All right, settle down. February. Ways to so go. excited. February. We're we'll taking, taking that day so off. Long. No relation to food, but can we just call it Michael McDonald Quartet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be there. Anyway, yeah, Brady's super excited about a sandwich shop in building, February 24th. He named it like eight times. Brady's in and out and in again. <laughs> <laughs> and never out, technically. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it would be. Come on, guys, you feast. You feast is solid. I like that for the whole. Yeah, that would piss off KSLX and KDKB, which is even better. 
and we have other stations. And then the uh, for the uh, you know like the Food City side of the bodega, we'll just call it Oldies ninety two point three or whatever ninety seven. What is that ninety two seven? Where they got insurance and stuff in there? And <laughs> yeah, all that. yeah. <laughs> Effordenton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we're not selling not a drugstore. Lots of bodega. I That's mean. true. Bodegas <laughs> happen. We're selling denture creams. Black Lady Brady's Soul House Kitchen. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, Scummy Dick Douglas. I like it. We got to get Scummy Dick in there. So. That's, That's special. Put that Scummy Dick Douglas's sausage shop. Yeah, I like. It. Well, we're not selling sausages. <laughs> well, maybe depends on what station we're talking about. We have cigarettes, and what we need is to make you know, to keep Brady out of there. Is to have that group of people that smoke cigarettes every eight minutes, right there, right in front of a bo- like a real bodega. Ah, smoking outside, and then occasionally Brady gets robbed by it. So he like. <laughs> We can't have this thing be a walk-in, walk-out. 11.05. Hand over that gift card, Chief. No <laughs> earlier than 11.05 can that be open. We'll lose them. Be down there staring at the walls. Someone like, stole my zingers. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We had snowballs in here yesterday. And then, did Vela come and eat all of them? <laughs> Will Griselda Santino be there oh. for the grand opening? Oh, yes. For the first murder. Can we invite her? <laughs> At the very first grand opening of the bodega at Hubbard House, I'm talking to a young lady. I'm a boy named Brady. Let's do a live remote there. Griselda Saltino, KTAR News. We'll do our show at the grand opening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A man's heart exploded today when the doors opened at a brand new bodega. I'm okay. Somehow you're still alive. Griselda Saltino, KTAR News. Want to see me? Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen down there, but I'm nervous now because I didn't know you were that excited. I also didn't know you were being offered gift cards. No one else is. What do you need a gift card? Who's handing out gift cards? The Kaiser. Why? Well, this guy's part of the grand opening. No, 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 no. That's a big grand opening, John. Are they going to have that only he got? I'm going to talk to Kaiser about this and go, look, this isn't going over well with our low paid employees. That you've got a few hundred dollars to hand to Brady for food. And these people are barely scraping, you know. Oh, what a gag! $100 gifty! You're the only one playing. Nobody needs $100 worth of work vending machine stuff. I do. And I got it. Speak for yourself, Chief. Yeah, that's right. I already blown through my first C note. <laughs> they might have tole- uh, lottery tickets, Toledo. Get them down there in the bodega. <laughs> it is a bodega. Oh, Me and Tom have... Wintermeyer be the only ones in there. Put lottery tickets on there. We'll lose both of you. Brady's Entertainment Drill will be like Chris Berman's fastest three yeah. minutes. <laughs> and it's going to be like an Old West standoff if Paul Marshall and Brady get to the door. Oh, man. Say, <laughs> so you're going to the bodega, huh? It's a small door for two guys our size. I have my gift card. You have a gift card too, I see. A gift card. You make a living. Don't. If I even catch you with a goddamn gift card, I'm docking you. Take it out of his pay. If Brady, if Brady even wanders around with a gift card, if you try to Netanyahu anything out of that thing, if you try to bargain basement trade sauce, and I'll mention the pantry. If your sauce is in there, I'm going to hit you. What are the odds we give her some of the sauce here, Susie? <laughs> It's expired. It expired in the Reagan administration. Come on, it doesn't expire. Jeez. What are you, an archaeologist? I don't know that that applies. Anyway, good luck with your bodega gift card. But if I catch you even sliding a gift card, if you win one, you got to give it away. Brady wandering in there with the free goodies. Woo-hoo! Card. 
Corey Calhoun can barely afford shoelaces. <laughs> Brady's getting free Sammies for, you know, playing mountain climber with Susie Kaiser over in Price is Right by the bodega. <laughs> He's going to be like, there's no weed in this machine. Did you guys get the gift card email? No, I didn't either. I got the grand opening email. Grand That's all I got. Email. That's yeah. in there. Uh, <laughs> read it. Where? In the grand I opening. Say, I guess I have, I think to, I have to read farther than on. the first sentence. Philococos is pretty solid, too. What about the Sickness Cafe? That's true. KUPD and the Sickness run the show. Why don't you name it after you? That's not bad. <laughs> Holmberg's Hoagie House. <laughs> I like that. Anyway. We'll also have market cards available for All that right. you can load what these going funds on and use for down there that these people get paid and then we're... You know what this is? You're idiots if you, you're getting excited about this. But next time you ask for a raise, it's like, well, here are your options. Cash, sure, anybody can get that. Or the Hubbard House market card, which gives you 10% off all your purchases in the bodega. I got three years worth of that email. Life. It opens at 9 a.m. No, we gotta, I got to talk to some people about that. We cannot have that thing open. Or anymore. we're going to be off the air at 9 a.m. We'll be gone at 8.30 on hungry mornings and god forbid there's somebody working in there because they'll ask him about the, the ingredients of everything excuse me cheesemonger made a friend with the uh, bodega guy please go away ma'am i don't like talking with you anymore <laughs> you talk funny see this is from paris huh wee <laughs> wee oui, oui. parisian cool i have a gift card but i don't necessarily want to use it how about we make a trade you and i yeah, this thing isn't a general store. There's no trades. You use your credit card and your money, Brady. No gift cards. It looks bad on us. You start. I'm going to lobby for a trading post. And start heaving away down there. And the next thing you know, it bounces back to me. And Brady's heaving too hard. He's not paying the three dollars for a sandwich. No, he's making deals. I don't want you down there. I'll tell you what. Here's a couple of zoo passes. Says this Sammy's mind for zeros. Please Brady, stop that, bartering. Please immediately stop bartering. Brady, this is for zoo lights. It's yeah. been over for a month. It's coming back. It's good. It's coming back in Rocktober. And you're not going to miss this hot ham and cheese. All right, Ahmed. How much for the hot pocket? My name is Kyle. I am not Ahmed. Please stop that. <laughs> Adios, Ahmed. Constant signs looking for someone to work the bodega. <laughs> What part of the plane were you? Turnover is crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Because they keep getting fired for making <laughs> trades. What part of the plane were you hanging off of when it left Kalazo Bulo? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our bodega opens soon. I actually still like uh, quick trips. That's fun. But we'll see. I don't like this at all. I don't like food options being in the building and having him. We're going to be on the air 5.30 to 9 a.m. No, oh, yeah. No, we're not gonna on. Be, we're going to be Beth. Yeah. We're going to be Christmas music for an hour a day <laughs> while we try to wrangle up the mess. Uh, it's 8.59. Yeah, for that. I wonder what you do. Would you take a, a dock your pay for $100 a week in uh-huh. uh, in bodega bucks? <laughs> bodega bucks. <laughs> that sounds pretty reasonable. Next contract. <laughs> You can take some of that green off. I'll take those EBT cards. <laughs> bonus schmonus. Give me that EBT. Uh, we got Rock Wars coming up in just moments. Uh, did you win? Yep. Again? God yep. damn it. Brett's already killing it. Uh, we'll have his uh, topic in just moments. It's 98. <laughs>
Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Uh, I got an email from uh, uh, Chris Kelly who works with us. It says, uh, out of curiosity, after hearing your conversation earlier this morning, that Brady actually does bother the people behind the counter at the Cheese Deli. I got curious to see if they were experts. I just assumed it was up to you. I just left the Safeway on 32nd Street in Camelback, and the cheesemonger behind the counter was more than helpful. It was a young man with Down syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Why, of course. Cheesemonger, Lloyd. Yeah. Bingo. No cheese expertise at all, but a friendly sort. (laughs) Yes. That's who Brady relies on for all his cheese answers. You must have studied cheese like I have. Super, Super Bowl coming to town. That's right, the Super Bowl's coming. You're a nice lady. I'm a boy. And also, uh, we haven't talked about this yet, but the Cardinals got their new GM. Uh, We did bring it up a little bit. He looks just like the old GM, only thinner and uh, less drunk. And he is now, uh, his press conference yesterday was missing one word. He sounded stern. He sounded, we're going to get back on uh, have an offense that moves the ball. And ego will not be tolerated on this team. Kyler. <laughs> he didn't say that part, but in parentheses, we all heard it. Every time he said something that was wrong with the team, he could have just done comma. Kyler. We won't have uh, people running around spewing their ideas. The coaches will do that. Kyler. We're going to take charge. Top to bottom. This organization is going to be run well, without drama, Kyler. I don't know if this will be a wake-up call for Kyler Murray or if this will send him down baby road even further. Because Kingsbury coddled him, and that took a spoiled brat and made him a spoiled grown-up. And I think he's got all the talent in the world, and I think he can be a really good quarterback. But he needs a Tom Coughlin type, a Parcells type, one of those quarter- that guys that looks at him and goes, you ain't done anything. You're not special. Shut up, is my team. He needs a guy who comes in and takes control of the team and doesn't say, what do you need, Kyler? What's Kyler's thoughts today? It's like a, that commercial to Las Vegas, which I find kind of funny. But the da- I don't know if you've seen it. Dad's reading a book to his kid. It's like a bedtime book. And he goes, and in Las Vegas, the only food they serve is broccoli. And they have broccoli with some cheese and broccoli plain and some unseasoned broccoli with stems. And the little boy goes, Daddy. I don't want to go with you and mommy to Vegas tomorrow. And he, and he pumps his fist. He goes, oh, why? But are you sure? First of all, it should never be the kid's choice whether he wants to go anyway. You, you shouldn't have to talk your kid out of tagging along to a trip to Vegas. Same thing in these situations. 
He should never have an option. You're an employee. When the managers say this is what's going to happen, that's what's going to happen. You can throw your two cents in, but if you throw a fit, you're a bad employee. You may not like it, but those are the rules you're living under. <laughs> Kyler has no say. I, I would prefer to watch this Cardinals organization treat him basically like a number, not a name. Everybody's got a number on their jersey, and that's all you are. Every one of them. And Kyler's done nothing. He ain't done anything. How, how, what are you talking about? You have an idea. Shut up. And then after you earn some credibility, you get your ideas heard. He had them all heard right off the bat. And I just read they got him under contract till 2028. Whew. One bad knee, one bad attitude, and a contract that lasts if Biden goes twice. That's a lot of Kyler. And With a both healthy guarantee on that, too. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Biden might be more agile. <laughs> now. Anyway. Yeah. So, Kyler is uh, this is on the, this is on the bluff. But I like that new GM. He seemed pretty solid. And he brought it up. He Who's like, his guy now? That's the thing. Who's he going to bring in as a coach? Is it going to be some best friend to Kyler, or is it going to be a dude with that? I don't know what um, coaches are out there that you're talking about. They're out there. There's always off, oh, there's know, always but... coordinators or somebody that comes in. All you need is a dude that makes Kyler pucker. You, need, you know, everybody's had that boss that when he raises his voice, your butt goes, Neek, what happened? My butt just tingled. Trip has that. Trip's, like, great. But when Trip says, hey, come here. Yep. Your butt goes, Like, he's just got that extra thing. What are you laughing at? Oh, no. Should I even read it? Oh, yeah. That's not bad. A couple listeners emailed in. Oh, man. 32nd and Camelback Safeway? Is that what you said, John? We're on our way now. Signed Pearl in Paradise. You bitches. <laughs> Are you out? Leave the cheesemonger alone. <laughs> of course, they were our uh, people of 2022. Yeah. The They're laying low right now. Anyway, congratulations, Cardinals. You've hired a quality, bald general manager. Let's hope he's not a lunatic like your last one. Brett, you're in charge of the Rock Wars. you got a topic for us. Sure. All right, go. All right, Brady's all excited about uh, you know the new bodega opening oh, up yeah. downstairs. So what song is he going to be whistling or humming while he's marching down there for the grand opening? <laughs> the song in Brady's head yes. for the first day, Yep. the bodega that gets Brady fired yes. opens. Yeah, because eventually it's going to be like, you're not showing up for the show anymore. You're down at that bodega all the time. He makes fun of Ben and Amy and all the, time for another smoke bust, these guys. <laughs> But pretty soon, it's going to be the 845 bodega bust. Four or five stops a day. <laughs> Got to get down there. So what song runs through Brady's mind? Well, he's slamming the door. Late! And every right every the morning door. at 9.05 when mm-hmm. it opens on his way down to the bodega. I like that. If you want to help out, Holmberg at 98kupd.com. <laughs> do you ban yummy, yummy, I got love in my tummy? Yeah, and eat it's out, too. Out. That's right. too low hanging. All right, oh, those two right. are both out. Up, up, and away. Still on the docket, because that's an auto loss. Uh, all right, you want to help out, Holmberg at 98kupd.com. You can text 97936, your suggestion, and we will have our answers for Rock Wars coming up next. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. U-P-D. It's time for the weekly battle of musical supremacy known as Rock Wars. 935, Wednesday. Brett's up 2-0 already. Yeah. Once again, this year, it's all hinging on things we have to do if we lose. 
I have to spend an entire, how many? A whole semester of Kirby's musical recitals? <laughs> yep. Brady has to go down on like a doll? Yeah, well, you had to buy him the sex doll and <laughs> That's right. oh, yes, taking it's, it to it's like U-Fest or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> we have got to rig this. Uh, you just have nothing. I got to pay double. Oh, yeah, you're double, you're double cash. You've skipped out on the uh, the ragu for yes. a year. I don't know how you manage that one. Anyway, it's uh, Rock Wars brought to you by our friends at Mo Money Pawn. Shorter long-term collateral loans from $10 to over $100,000. No credit needed. Top dollar paid in the entire process. Just taking several minutes. MoMoneyPawn.com. Uh, the theme this week, of course, we're having our in-house Sandwich Shop Bodega, which evidently has excited Brady. And, and boy, they targeted their audience. You talk about uh, – this is the best – I don't know what they do downstairs in that digital 2060 thing, but they evidently can hyper-focus their advertising to certain groups. They have proven it because in-house Bodega, Brady's the only one who got the $100 <laughs> gift card offers. That is geocaching Brady. I know. Wow. <laughs> Mine might have been 10 max. Anyway, what are you going to do? I didn't even get a Christmas present. Trip came up to me and said, everybody got a little cup. And in That's that right. cup, right. there's a gift card. You didn't get one. Why? I reappropriated it. <laughs> because you get all of it. And I'm like, who got it? I did. I'm like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. He took it. He didn't get me one. I was you standing have, there when he said that. that yeah. And, we're st- and nobody in line went like, that's not fair. No one stood up for me. And I was like, yeah, that's probably about right. Because in a way, it's kind of like a, you hear that, everybody? Enjoy your gift cards. My life is a gift card. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your paltry $100 card. And again, cha-ching. Yeah, again, yeah, I was fine with it. <laughs> but he announced it. That's not right. Brady's getting $100 offers for the store that's not even open. Anyway, it's a grand opening of our in-house bodega. As we, Have we seen a mock-up for it? Man, they keep talking I, about it. It's going to be see like gleaming. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> the deli counter. It goes in in a day. Yeah, so Brett says, and we all know that Brady, when he leaves the building, screams, late, and the door slams, and then we all know Brady's done for the day. And that's usually 1018 to 1024. Count it. Three oh. minutes after you hit the button on Larry. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a there's an escape route plan. It's just what he has to do in between, and usually he can uh, monkey his way through that uh, eight or nine minutes, and then we he's done. We need any fan duels, Chief. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're good, man. Jeez, oh, okay. Like he wow. can't wait to go. It's almost food no, time. You gotta go late, man. During his during his hernia, he couldn't even do it. It was like, <laughs> yeah, so we no, were having right. to do it for that him. That was awesome. The slow shut late. and the slow walk. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a boost? No, I'm good player. I can't push. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Brady's uh, hernia surgery, 10 times worse than any of you ladies crying about childbirth. <laughs> That's what Brady said, at least. I totally agree. Yeah, Brady was like, childbirth's nothing. I'd rather give birth in it. And a half a chicken in my belly button. Uh, so the song that's playing in Brady's head, February 24th, as we've gotten the emails that we're getting, this little store in the building, which is weird. Uh, that Brady, as you know, nine oh five a.m. It opens up. What will be in Brady's mind as the number already customer of the year? It hasn't even opened, but I guarantee he's going to be. Uh, what will what the will be in his mind? This dollar bill, the first dollar bill yeah. on the wall at nine oh one. Well, if it's with that gift card, what do we put on <laughs> oh, the wall? That's right. The first thing you'll hear is how much time we got, Chief? Oh, yeah, eight <laughs> minutes. It opens in four. 
He's Ed, throwing an extra song. Add King of Pain by the police. Did <laughs> yeah. we play that? That's seven Standing minutes. Out front. As John Gordon, for the door you to do open. not schedule around yeah. Brady Bogan. No. <laughs> hey, Go-Go, how you doing? I got a $100 gift card. says all the songs at uh, 9 o'clock are 11 minutes long. <laughs> Free Bird and I got a defeat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all the stuff we don't play and stuff we don't even know. There's a band called Drinks. They got a 22-minute... Celebrate Me Home, yeah, nine that's minutes. That's a big the live version. Don't dick around with the recorded. Papa's got to eat. So a song that runs through his head, because opening day is going to be... It's going to be Massive. like... Oh, it's going to be... It's gonna be what if I'm disappointed with the spread? I mean, that's... Well, then you'll, you know, I'm then sure that's you'll make good. noise, Kyler. I'm sure there'll be definitely a pouting <laughs> problem there. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brett, who would Brady you like to Murphy. go first? Yeah. Brady Murphy can go Brady first. Murray, not Murphy. <laughs> yeah, Murray. That too. Yeah. That too. <laughs> well, the first song that came to mind is the one that I took off the table when we did a food song way back when. Okay. Um, and I won with it because no. there's no one that can sing better. About food than Elvis the King. Smorgasbord. I almost picked this too. About this, but to Brady, this is about food, but it's yeah. about uh, him. Some it's take a just batch of ladies. Pie. Some take just cake. I'll take the dish I please. Please, the dish I take. I'm just wild about it. Smorgasbord. We even can see this. Wait! <laughs> it's going to be playing so loud in his melon, we'll hear it. Smorgasbord by the great Elvis Presley. <laughs> All right. Let me go Gift next. card Holmberg, you're right. up. I'm not going to take any of those. But <laughs> I look at this as a romantic morning for you. Like, this is love. <laughs> this screams out, like, love. And at, if it opens at 9.05, I have a feeling we're going to lose you about 8.40. You're going to go down to your car. You're going to grab the Craco. You're going to hold it high over oh, your head. Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes, where he looks into the zone reflection and sees his tummy pre-eaten. All that food that's not been eaten yet that will soon be inside of him. Because this is about John Cusack wanting inside of Ioni Sky. This is about Brady wanting those sandwiches inside of him. In your eyes, the light the heat. It's going to be Brady's love song. It was my prom theme. Oh, was it? So, yeah. It's about making love to something you care very much about for the very first time. And the grand opening is going to... A lot of romance in that day. Tears. Oh, I want to be that complete. Like the cheese I see in your eyes. He doesn't know the words. Sandwich, you complete me. Yeah. <laughs> Ham, I get so lost <laughs> sometimes. Uh, Brad, what do you got? I, I think you're making this too emotional for Brady because I uh, to me, it, the, the lyrics of the song pretty much describe it. I like food, taste good, juicy burgers, <laughs> greasy fries, turkey legs, and raw fish eyes with ketchup, too. Get out of my way or I'll eat you. Oh, my God. And on top of that, it's only going to take him 18 seconds to get down to the bodega. <laughs> it's the descendants. I like food. Oh, you plan to? Oh, I'm getting Toledo. Oh, you're getting Toledo. I like food. Food is good. I like food. Food is good. Juicy burgers, juicy fries. Juicy legs, you got the side. 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 Ju
I like that. All right. Vote away. Holmberg at 98kupd.com. You can throw a vote that direction. Text uh, WARS97936. You can put it up on Facebook as well. We'll find out who wins next as Rock Wars. Brady's happiest day ever. This is the best day of my life since, well, it's better than Kirby's birth. <laughs> wow. The birth of the bodega. The dream this is my birth when my parents <laughs> celebrated me home. Celebrate me home. <laughs> Who wins? We find out next. It's 98. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. 98. Had to take a little break there. Larry brought in his homemade bagels. Authentic. You know they're good. That's oh, like yeah. Janie bringing you food from Africa. You're eating that. <laughs> we had a Japanese guy come in and make sushi. You would clobber it. Larry's bagels are the best I've ever had. They got to go in the bodega. We can get somebody else to program that. John, your congratulations. You're the new program director. Larry is in charge of bagels. <laughs> God, those are good. Um, it is uh, Rock Wars, and we had our uh, choices for the song in Brady's head as the in-house convenience store opens up here. Brett chose The Descendants. I like food. Yep. That's right. I got it. Brady chose Elvis Smorgasbord. And I chose uh, Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes. And uh, Brett's done very well. This says, uh, I like food, Brett, but cherry pie could have been on the list, too. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of you guys have had good suggestions, too. Is This Love by Whitesnake had me giggling. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I vote for Brett. Brady gift card bogan won't even get through that song before he's knuckled deep in a ham and Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 18 seconds long. Paula says, although I will admit I loved your pick, John, in your eyes, I need, need, need to hear stories of you attending school concerts. Gotta have it. I want you to lose this year. Ergo, my vote is for Brady, even though I don't yes. even like Elvis. Uh, almost as much as I hate Toledo. Love to all. <laughs> Paula, the Toledo hater. Paula Proc yep. hates Toledo. Yep. It just says you, you talk it too much just Paula, doing that. Yeah, like, you know yep. who it was. Yep. Uh, I gotta Thanks, say, Paula. I yeah. love you. You're oh, listening oh, to the show. Oh, oh, it again. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. <laughs> Chancellor, I got to say, I really think Brady's going to end up going to town on that sex doll, the way he's picking. Uh, only he would take a song about picking a woman to hose and turn it into a food extravaganza. John, your song follows perfectly after Brady's choice. He's obviously more romantic about food than he is any woman he's ever known, so I'd have to pick you. But, Bert, your song is perfect for how Brady's mind works when he has food on the brain. Get out of the way. Little lady's coming through, loading up a plate or ten. My vote's going to Brett. He says, uh, sorry, mein Fuhrer, but Bert Mussolini has won again. <laughs> says a lot of old Bogan can't even win a battle of what's in his own head. <laughs> uh, during the show, Brady's head filled with Valderie Valdera. But as soon as that shop opens, Brett's song will take over. I can just see it. It's like living inside his mind. In your eyes might happen afterwards while he's pooping all the bodega food out. Well, maybe. <laughs> I suppose that's a thing. Uh, Brett ran away with the email. Uh, 10 to 2 to 2. What's you got over there on your Facebook stuff? Uh, on Facebook, it's a dead heat between oh. Brady and Brett. Oh! And on text, Brett's running away with it. Yeah, him. all right. All right, that's easy. All right, we'll do a last call thing involved in that. So there's okay. five. Five. One through five, Johnny. Number one, he says. And number one is John G. gets to choose Johnny this week. G. Johnny Gordon comes up. Will it be Elvis's smorgasbord? Will it be In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel, The Romance, The Love? Or will it be uh, I Like Food by The Descendants? John Gordon. Choose away. Brady played the game this week, so that yep. was good. Good call on the smorgasbord. I yep. like that. Um, but uh, I, I think I think the love shines through 
in Homburg's song. Yes! <laughs> what a win! Peter Gabriel. Don't play the long version. Not until we open the bodega. There's a short <laughs> like version. Like during Larry's shorter one without all that African stuff in it. All right, we're good. Do we don't need to play it then. That's what we're I do good. in the car. Yeah, we're good. Uh, good during Larry's show. That's right. <laughs> Lift your boom boxes up. Drive past that lady uh, you've been stalking. <laughs> Roll your windows down and turn it up. It's a great song. Lift it up in front of your favorite restaurant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right in front of Denny's. Gay Denny's. I think this guy's here for us. Uh, moon's over Miami, chief. Out of the way. <laughs> Move, twink. On the card. That's Peter Gabriel. Brady. I love you, Bogo. Think of the food. It's, it's like the intermission thing at old drive-ins going through his head Let's right now. Let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> 98. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. That's great stuff. Peter Gabriel. Yeah, you can't beat that voice, I'll tell you that. There's something in that. Slice of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I am complete. I see the bread aisle. I have a heart on. Sorry, that might not be appropriate for the song. What a beautiful song it is. Uh, anyway, sorry about that to Amon Amarth fans. Oh, it's starting over. <laughs> Toledo liked it so much he went back at it. Uh, it's time now for the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com, the home of Tactical Black and all that romance in the air. It's Valentine's Day right around the corner, and you can uh, train with that special loved one in your life, be it a man or a woman. You can be XX or XY. You can do whatever you want. Couples, train right now, reactdefense.com, Valentine's Day special, only 189 bucks for the both of you, and that's, that includes everything. So you get in on this whole deal, and you start learning. You're always looking for something to do with that lady or man on the couch next to you. You look down there and go, what the hell's going on? We don't do anything. We'll find something to do together, and uh, that's a fun thing right there. Get some training in. You'll be in great shape. You'll both look better. You'll find yourself attractive, and you'll become a smarter, more prepared duo for the crazy mixed-up world where we got to have helicopters flying over the city, you know, monitoring for radiation, for God's sakes, just in case somebody decides to bomb us. That's a crazy story that everybody's kind of like, man, it makes sense. Should it? Nothing makes sense a lot of the times. And uh, next time you go over to see those weirdos or you judge somebody by their looks right away, which we do every day, you'll know what to do if they go pear-shaped on you. And that's how that works at reactdefense.com. Valentine's Day specials there. Also at tacticalblackvault.com where you can check out all their goods and uh, the stuff they've got for Valentine's Day. That perfect gift for that hard-to-shop-for gentleman. And then you can uh, start training together. It's a great thing. 
Uh, get in great shape and be the best couple you can be right now. Valentine's Day special at reactdefense.com and Chandler in Phoenix and in Glendale. It's the home of Tactical Black Brady Entertainment. During a recent uh, panel discussion, James Cameron addressed the Titanic debate that's been going on. Why didn't she give up the door? That w- whether they could both fit on the door and float on the door. Right. Well... National Geographic special is coming out, Titanic, 25 years later. Okay. It's on February 5th. Cameron addresses that. He goes, we did a forensic study on it. And by the way, it was not a door. What was it? It was a wood paneling from the first class cabin. Wow. So, mind blown. All right. Mind blown. He goes, I've settled it once and all, once and for all. So, we've we've done the investigation. Well, okay. So, maybe they both couldn't have gotten on there, but they could have shared it a little better. She hogged it. She hogged it. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe do like one leg on, one leg off, or sit on the edge, maybe. I'm grateful be. And I don't think he... Yeah. He was just in a white shirt, right? Yeah, he didn't have much on. Had, well, the one thing had, about... What, 90 seconds or less than that. Here's the thing about Titanic that doesn't make any sense. Is when they're running and the boat's sinking and they're still in like steerage, they're down low. Ice water. They're running in that ice water the whole yeah. time. Never once are they like... They turn blue the second they're on the door. That's the same 20-degree water. And if you've ever been to the thing at the Luxor in Vegas, did you go with me, Brett? Yeah. We went through that. And that one rumor, like, this is the temperature of the air. It's it was brisk. freezing. <laughs> and then you got that iceberg, the big chunk of iceberg in there. And you touch it, and your hand sticks. Like, it's freezing. Okay, Toledo's pulled up the... I got it. Oh, that's Brett. Okay, that's plenty of room for him to at least yeah. sit on the edge. And if she wasn't so lazy, she wouldn't be laying down either. If she'd prop her ass up, it was an ample ass at that point, too. She's not a small woman. He hops up there and sits on the other side. They create a counterbalance. They can both share that thing. I don't care what he says about weight distribution. It's just it's holding her up perfectly. If they do the weight balance right, that thing stays up. Knowing his background as a grifter, that's how he got on the boat. Yeah, he, he would have rolled her. Oh, absolutely. He didn't love her that much. They'd only been together for a day. Yeah, this movie's fake. Yeah. No man <laughs> loves a woman that much. In a day and a half. You're going to act like you do. And he hosed her in the car. He got what he needed. There's Frozen Jack sitting next to Rose. Jack. Yeah, that's not right. You killed him, Broad. What you are you did. crying you killed, about? You killed, and she said she loved him, and in a day she didn't give up the door, so you got to give it to her. Tip of the cap to Rose for hogging that panel. Danny now, all Pintaro. they had to do was sit on it together. That was it. But no, she needed to stretch out. She has a bad back. Hauling all that extra weight around. <laughs> well, at least she wasn't fastback. That's true. She'd have a thick one. She looked pretty good in that. Yeah. She's one of those, like, ooh, curvy. She looks great. There's a movie called, was it Little Children? Is that the one? Where uh, uh, Kelly Leak from the Bad News Bears is in it, and he's a child predator, but he's out of jail now, and he lives in the same complex as her. That might. Oh, my God, is that a good movie? She gets naked in that, too. Who's the boss superstar, Danny Pintaro? Jonathan. Is going after Candace Cameron Burr. She's in the beret. Um, (laughs) She's not in a beret. She's catching some heat because she left the Hallmark Channel to go to this other one because of the... Right. She said she wasn't going to do the family channel because of the Hallmark Channel. being homophobic. Right, because she wants to do non-homosexual Christmas movies. Well, Danny Pintaro is the latest one to come after, claiming that an interview that... She did with him in 2015. It was one of the lowest moments of his life. He appeared on The View eight years ago to discuss his HIV-positive diagnosis 
And during that chat, Candace accused him of a lifestyle of heightened sex and asked if it took any, did he take any responsibility for being promiscuous? Right. He took something. That's a fair question. That's not all I took. (laughs) Took responsibility and I took it in the back door. No, that's a fair question. So if too. you're going to run around and say I'm, you know, I'm an, uh, or I'm, I'm being an activist towards HIV awareness, you have to take responsibility on how you got it. If he was promiscuous, he could have answered it and said I wasn't promiscuous. Uh, I got it because my partner had it. Or my lifestyle was: what if you got it through, you know, needles? Well, I was on we drugs. Know, we know that didn't happen. Why is this oh, bothering him eight years he later? He got it though? through a needle, I but I didn't get it through a needle. Man, needle. <laughs> All right, that's dumb. Jesus. Come on. You're better. It's a bodega man. open yeah, yet. He's thinking about Sanders. No such thing as a man Jeez. needle. And stop it. Idiot. 10.09. We're yeah, pushing no, it. He's barely alive. Loudwire put together a list of the best MTV shows that were all about music. Unplugged. 120 minutes. Unplugged. Oh, yeah. 120 minutes. Yeah. Headbangers Ball. Un- MTV Unplugged was number two. Headbangers Ball. Yo, MTV five. Raps. That's got to be number one. Number 10. Whoa. Uh, Carson Daly's Countdown Show or whatever that thing was, a TRL 120 Live. Minutes, first one you mentioned was uh, number four. Um, TRL's not on there? That's that was TRL Live. Total Request Live is yeah. number one. Yeah. yeah. It ran from 98 to 2008, and then they revived it in 2017 to 2019. Nobody cares. MTV's toast. <laughs> yeah, you put I yourself do watch, out of that music television They have market. their video channel. Yeah. Still, and I watch that sometimes, and it's great. That's how I got to know Doja Cat and SZA. Oh. They actually have a movie. Ch- uh, yeah, they got it show? on Directv. I think it's five seventy two. Huh. Yeah, they have it on YouTube TV also. Yeah. Oh, all right, it's great. Didn't years ago they, they got rid of music as far yeah. as the MTV? I think it's part. called MTV Epic, Classic, isn't it? Epic Awesome Videos. No, That's MTV it. Classics, uh, just old videos. Yeah, and now the M right. means nothing. Nothing. Now they just show. Rob Deerdick show ridiculousness constantly and then occasionally a terrible Adam Sandler movie. Channing Tatum is planning a remake of Ghost. Okay. Doesn't say who's going to be his uh, his partner in that yet. Demi Moore. Do it again. Or would he... You know what they should do? Gay Ghost. That'd be great. And that pottery scene would just be a sloppy mess. Well, they're already making <laughs> oh, a big phallic that, symbol while yeah, she's doing it. So. You see what they're making Eichner, that Eichner giant dildo. Brown clay. <laughs> Why does the color matter? <laughs> Something's wrong with you. I got to get a Sammy. Oh, I know why. Larry brought those bagels. It's just been sitting Staring in front of him because him. he's got to heat it. Night! Softness test. You got to eat that. Still got to thaw out a little bit. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. It's still chilly. William Daniels. He's been married for 72 years. Doctor. He was the voice of Kit. And, yeah. Uh, oh. And the doctor on, uh, Dr. The, Craig on yeah. St. Elsewhere. He's 93 years old. He said the reason why the marriage lasted so long, according to both he and his wife, uh, was they had an open marriage at first. If it wasn't both he and his wife, it wasn't an open marriage. <laughs> well, according, <laughs> yeah, according, to both. Both. according to both. Both of them have to be on board the open Correct. marriage thing. Yeah. Correct. According to him, and surprisingly, his wife. And that's the only way it worked. But she shut it down in the uh, late 70s after he yeah. had an affair with a producer. They'd been together for 30 years. Yep. 
And then uh, he kept trying to get it going, and she's like, "I can't. I'm too old to get a good-looking man anymore. You're. If I have to lock down, you have to lock down." And he did. She must have been expired by then, right? So in the late seventies, she's like, "Well, she looks better than him now, but he's ninety-two, ninety-three. They got married when they were eighteen. He was twenty because we've been married for seventy-two years. So he got a teenager to top it all off." How about that? He was uh, John Larroquette's dad in Blind Date, too. He was the judge. Oh, Remember my that? God. Well done, yeah. Bert. Good pull on William, great Dan- William Daniels. Not. He was great in that one. Michael, I have several women to hose. <laughs> Kid, I don't think your wife likes that anymore. She's expired, Michael. Old man concert announcement. Uh-oh. Should we do a drum Farewell roll? tour. Another one? For Somebody's dying? Platinum Yacht Rock superstar. Ozzy? Kenny Loggins! Oh! The This Is It Tour. Celebrate me. Brady will get you front row set. Oh, yeah. It's happening down in the QC, March 26th. Wing Creek? Creek. Wow. Yeah, At the Good Life Festival. Uh-oh. Kenny Loggins is doing a Queen Creek show to say goodbye? Yep. <laughs> That's disrespectful. I'm not sure he knows that, but. Oof. Who booked that? What, the Ostrich Festival was booked? Must have been. <laughs> Is there any way we – if he's playing Queen Creek, we can afford to put him in the parking lot. <laughs> on I'm top of driving the parking to Queen Creek to watch the Caddyshack <laughs> soundtrack blow up in front of me. I'd love that if it was at a regular place. Yeah. Brady's doing a little Caddyshack thing. Is that makes, what that was? I think so. Either that or he needs to lay down. I thought he was doing percussion for a minute. <laughs> or the beginning of Allentown, it. I'm not sure. Either way. 50 bucks to 125 bucks to get you in. But it's, a, it's Queen Creek. Mm-hmm. I know. Why do I drive all the way to Queen Creek? $125. Let's see if we can add the VIP wow. experience. you got to pay me. I've been me. to it uh, twice. Right, because it was a food celebration. I catered it. Yeah. Right, so you the got VIP it free. Area. You didn't right. pay 50 yeah. bucks. Three dog night. Yeah, I'm not going Joan to Queen Jet. Creek. You pay me to trick. go to Queen Creek. You, I don't go to Queen Creek. It's five minutes for him. He'd go if it was 20. He goes to the zoo. Minutes. He goes to Eric's Family That's Barbecue. Got some zingers out there in the last couple of years. Grand Funk Railroad played last year with Jefferson Starship. Oh. None of Jefferson Starship. Yeah, I know. They're all dead. <laughs> Mickey's still there, or is he? No, Mickey's got on. his own thing. He does oh, his own thing. Right. Mickey yeah. Thomas's Starfleet Starship or something. Or... I don't know. And Fran <laughs> and uh, Fran Cosmo of Boston. Ah, you know, the guy nobody knows. Oh, oh Toledo, we got to get you there. Boy, that was last year. We do Night of the Singing Dead. They mean it. <laughs> That has got to be quite a show. Uh, also announced Queen along Creek. the same lines, uh, Seal Ooh, coming to town. That. Is he in Queen Creek too? No. The Arizona Financial Theater April I go 25th. To that. Is he doing standards or is he doing his stuff? Uh, I go listen to that first album. 30th oh. anniversary yep. tour, so he's oh, going to do everything. Do that yes. first album. Love Paradise and all that. That's a great record. All right, we're done. Larry's coming up next, and he made bagels for everybody but you guys. We're eating them, though. They're good. <laughs> Uh, Larry's next. You guys uh, have uh, U-Fest on the brain. He's going to get you. Yeah, Brady's running really late right now, and he's got food in hand. On fumes. Uh, He's going to get you U-Fest tickets. you got to listen to Larry and find out how you can win them. We're done. We will see you tomorrow right here in the morning sickness. So long. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.